Right, and we are running. We have numbers, and we have a podcast. Yeah, so dun, it's dun, dun, dun. Uh, just to get people in the <laughs> hello, idea. Hello, of things. hello, hello, hello. Uh, hello. We are. Uh, yeah, we're Cleveland Moda Podcast. We're dangerously close we're to the Halloween the podcast. Oh, sorry. Is there going to be another podcast before Halloween? No. This is as spooky as we get. You're yeah, asking Halloween. us. Halloween's yeah. Wednesday. Halloween's Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. So this Wednesday. is it. This is our Halloween podcast for all you ghouls and goblins. We're all in costume. We have yeah. bowls full of yeah. We have bowls full of treats, courtesy of Chris Smith. Apparently, you give out good shit in Rocky River. <laughs> they ain't full size, but they're good. Yeah. Yeah. The Reese's Pieces, the Almond Joys. Kit Kats. Your house probably won't get egged. Well, Chris has yeah. a dental practice there in Rocky Oh, that's River. true. Oh, <laughs> it's advertising. No, there's more money in diabetes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, actually, I am an amateur dentist. <laughs> Just open your mouth. Let me Do tell. Out of there. <laughs> I got the garage. I got the craftsman tools. You know. yeah. <laughs> I got, got a chair. Drilling and filling. Strap, strap them in, baby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so amateur anesthesiologist to my left. Chris Smith. The, the gas so passer. So Chris Smith brought us uh, chicken. Yeah, gas passer. The gas passer. The gas passer. <laughs> he brought us uh, chicken sausages today. They're fucking good. Yeah, yeah we made those Wednesday yeah, night. Those are really uh, good chicken sausages. That was Part of our the, sausage club. That was the cock and a walk there. They're, They're surprising, girthy. Surprisingly unctuous. They are. Yeah. They are unctuous. Yeah. So, um, very, yeah, we did it down at a, a Tri-C kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Cuyahoga Community College has one downtown Cleveland. They let us use it. It's a great uh, area to be doing this kind of stuff because they had all the pieces, parts that you're going to need uh, to put this stuff together, the equipment. Pieces, oh, parts okay. of the chicken. I uh, must say, Dustin just went for a piece. He did a rather spectacular reach around to get to it. Oh, you had to get between the recording unit and the beer? Yes. Yeah. And the dried mangoes. <laughs> yeah. And the dried yeah. mangoes. He's yeah. good at reach rounds. Yeah. There you go. So that's very cool. Thank you for bringing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I need the critique because yeah, I can tell you. Here's my critique. It's very good. Yeah, but it's not one of those. A lot of the sausages tend to like. Let's make it fucking spicy, and <clears throat> I don't care for that. No. So mm-hmm. this is very, very flavorful, and you know, it, it tastes like. It, it tastes like high quality. Now, do you guys think it's underspiced? Because some people thought it maybe mm-hmm. needs some more no. pepper. No. Needs I can taste salt. the chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's usually a thing is chicken can sometimes be a, a transportation system for other flavors, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where it's fine if you're using potatoes to transport flavor, but yeah. when you're using, you know, an animal, you want to taste the animal, right? Otherwise, we'd all just eat fucking tofu. Nah, very good. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And hitting, Dustin? Hitting yep. all, all cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> so you got anything big lined up for the Halloween thing? No, I do not. Are you guys going trick-or-treating? Uh, well, you know, my daughter will with her friends. This is, that was the question. It's going to be she's she's made the move. Yeah. So she does not want daddy involved with trick-or-treating. Oh, no. This has been for years. <laughs> right. I mean, she's in high school Yeah, now. but she's a cosplayer, too, though. Yeah, right? she is. Hey, so we got Sleepy. She's got, you know, no shortage of costumes to go out yeah. in. So here's my question regarding your teenage daughter who's into cosplay. Yeah. When she chooses an, a costume to go out, and forage the neighborhood for free food on Beggar's Night. Mm-hmm. Does she does she choose a costume that that civilians will recognize, or does she roll out in some shit that only her friends? She gets? rolls out in whatever the hell she wants to, yeah. and does not give a shit. She if don't give two fucks about that. Yeah. Yeah. No fucks. Your daughter's are definitely one of those 
high grade teenage kids that 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 there aren't enough of them in the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. she is. I got. I'm lucky. Yeah, you know? but, yeah definitely lucky. Yeah, she is not just going out as like the Walking Dead or whatever. Yeah, she must have had some She's other dad somewhere it. that you know, <laughs> steered her in super the right high, direction. Super high yeah. powered creativity gene. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very cool. I I love the energy of seeing. The costumes. We just got back from Theater Bazaar. Oscar and I, you know, two weekends in a row, they do Theater Bazaar up in Detroit. And <clears throat> fucking people, man, they spend a year <laughs> making their costume. And you feel like you're phoning it in if your shit doesn't light up. Like, if your stuff doesn't have motion sensors. I saw nine if or ten. you're not ten, carrying a battery pack with you. Well, yeah, I saw nine or ten costumes that involved screens. Mm-hmm. So the screen had a, a presentation going of some creepy shit. Or it was like, the top, the front of the top hat had a screen in it, and the back of the top hat had a screen in it, and it nice. looked with a camera through the top hat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I saw somebody do that with a costume with a hole through the body. Bonza did that with a torso shot. Yeah, they they had an iPad on either side, yeah. and they did a FaceTime call between the iPads. Oh, <laughs> so it was constantly yeah. shooting everything in front of it and behind mm-hmm. it at the same time. So three minutes. <laughs> Good to have that unlimited plan. Yeah, uh, or, or be on Wi-Fi. Huh? What 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 was your uh, costume? The first weekend, I did a uh, <clears throat> I did a tiki god of fall, the tiki god of autumn, which was a latex prosthesis, and it's glued oh. to your face, and it's talking about dodo here. What that? Dodo. <laughs> yeah, just, latex prosthesis. Okay. Dick nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so yeah, I I did that, and then I put on a bunch of makeup uh, to surround the mask, and then uh, a Hawaiian shirt. A f- autumn color colored Hawaiian shirt and a bunch of like autumn leaves and stuff. So that was the idea. Tiki God of Fall. Tiki Gods of everything. I figured I'd be the Tiki God of Fall. It's Fall. I like Tiki. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The next week I was uh, Zombo's uh, tactical security. So Zombo's the clown that runs the thing. And so I thought it'd be fun to be, you know, every modern thing, whether it's, you know, Halo or whatever. There's these tactical characters. They got the right look, the right body armor, the right helmet, and it's basically what we confuse as henchmen. You know, it's a guy with an automatic weapon. He's wearing a certain kind of a helmet and body armor. Mm-hmm. We used to call those people henchmen, but now they're called tactical disposable character number two hundred thirty-seven. If you play video games or first-person shooters, they're everybody you shoot at. The red mm-hmm. red shirts, red Pretty shirts. Much. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, red team. Uh, but yeah, so I did that, but I had the Zombo logos on my on my armor, and so I spent the night as uh, a humorless, intimidating, standing obstacle in doorways and things like that, <laughs> basically just fucking with people, and uh, and it was fun watching the the staff who work there interact with like, well, he's not security because security there is, you know, polo shirts and everything else. He's heavily armored. <laughs> I was thinking about hitting a haunted house up as like yeah, somebody yeah. that's going to fuck with the people that work there. <laughs> the whole thing was really funny because most of the time going in or out of a thing, out of a room when the, when the performances are over, I would just stand next to the doorway. And when people would come through the doorway, I was standing there on the other side of the doorway in the four-inch <laughs> platforms. So, you know, six foot five at the helmet, and they'd come through the door and then just... <laughs> and it was just that instant... I didn't move, I didn't go boo or nothing. I just stood there. But there's something about not being able to see your face and wearing mm-hmm. that scorpion rogue helmet. Lord, it was... Do you have photos? 
Yeah, I got a couple of photos. We'll uh-huh. kind of kick them around a little bit later, but the uh, yeah, but it was fun and it was a really good party. And if anybody's in the Detroit area, you should try to go to Theater Bazaar. It's generally the second and third weekend in October. It'll cost you about ninety to hundred bucks a ticket to get in the door, mm. but once you get in the door, I don't think there's eight better hours of entertainment on planet Earth. Um, mm. And don't go if you don't like naked people. <laughs> if yeah. you have a problem with naked people or fistatorium, <laughs> just don't fucking go. Like, don't go in the fistatorium unless you're ready to be like, I, am, I, might, I might get my dick out. Like, or somebody else might get my dick out for me kind of thing. Like, you know, it is, uh, participation is mandatory in the fistatorium. They will let you take one lap inside for free. And if you don't realize that you're in over your head, somebody will remind you of the rules. With the other paddles, prongs. As you or... found out, yeah. cattle prod. <laughs> cattle prod. Yeah. All that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's Astrid, really bad Astrid stuff. had 5,000 yeah. volts going through his nipples. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> he's, walking, he's walking funny. Sounds sounds like like sounds like <laughs> sounds like I'm alive! Sounds like a Tuesday. I'm going to say it gets you going, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it does. Get everybody you going. thinks they're a freak until you got five thousand volts going through. <laughs> yeah, everybody's super on a Tuesday freak. night. <laughs> yeah, there's a girl behind me on four foot stilts. So, and that's nice. what I'm saying is like that's a costume thing is like four foot stilts in a clown suit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anybody mm. wants to take a look? Yeah, Oscar's seen it firsthand. Firsthand, I'm sure. But yeah, that's what that Literally. is. Now yeah. you have to post that in the oh, show sorry. notes so everyone knows what we're talking about. Yep. We can, yeah, we can. But yeah, it's a really good. Uh, I mean, it's a really good costume opportunity. Or well, it's a great time to be around other adults. No children are allowed at all, for obvious reasons. I figured that was and the, the uh, fistatorium announcement. The fistatorium right. announcement. Yeah, yeah, right. That kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of secured you the NC seventeen yeah, rating. No kids allowed at the no bottom kids. of the thing. Oh, it's not even optional. It's like yeah, <laughs> if you're a if you're a person who's just height disadvantaged, you might not get in because you, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to sell yourself pretty hard. It's they clamp down hard on the weapons thing. Like, they want to make sure it's full nerf. So if you've got even a plastic toy gun that's part of your costume, they won't even let you in. It has to be zip-tied to your body. Mm. So you can't swing it or hit it or anything else. And, Good idea. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. years ago, it used to be pretty laid back, and you could bring in just about anything. You could but shoot people. Swords. And- well, well, this is Detroit. Swords are a big thing, because there's a lot of people in there with swords, and it's not uncommon to see, like, two characters that happen to be each other's <laughs> nemesis that interact with each other, and this happens at Comic-Cons as well, where people will be mm-hmm. like, well, bust out the picture shot, you know? You're, you're player A, you're player B, go ahead and let's get the hero shot. Well, recently, and people have gotten really good at replicating all of that in foam anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And so Theater Bazaar really gives it a check. And mm-hmm. if it looks like it's anything other than Nerf, it's not coming in. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're very good about that. The collection of confiscated shit on the table <laughs> by midnight is hilarious. Because you're like, one... You really thought you were going to bring that in? That's a seven-foot claymore. Like, that's a three-handed sword. It's, it's like the yeah. display box at the airport. Gym. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dildo nunchucks, and come somebody, on. And somebody tried to bring in a Vulcan Gatling gun one time. <laughs> I don't got time to bleed. <laughs> so, but that was Jesse, for those of you who are, are hip. The, uh, <laughs> or not hip. Or not hip. So cool. So Oscar... Nothing new. Nothing new. I mean, we're not. It's not like people are putting a lot of miles on this week. Yeah, it's been kind of. And it actually, nah. rained today, so it's. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Best of times. To your left. Johnny Chrome. Yeah. Oh, but you do have some new parts that cave in. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I got some parts. I guess I did get some parts. I guess parts. I did. Tell the listeners. I, uh, okay, first tell them what bike it's for. It's for the chrome-framed Denver's chopper. Mm-hmm. Ooh, CB750. CB750, as, as we speak, I'm mm-hmm. probably... And maybe remotor. Yep, I'm probably going to try. I'm, I'm going to try and repower it. Sure. If I can do it without cutting the frame, I'm going to repower it with a 750B Kawasaki engine. Yeah. Ooh. If not, it'll stay. It'll stay Honda. Whatever. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm already either way. But uh, I have been talking to a guy for months that has a Denver's Springer, 16 inch over, twisted front leg. Yeah. Springer with matching <clears throat> twisted 12 inch Z bars. <laughs> and uh, you know he wasn't going to get off of them. He wasn't going to get off of them. Then, yeah. then he was, and he thought they were worth gold. You know, thought they right. were gold. Of course, they were the billion dollars. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've talked to them a couple of times since right. I've owned this bike, and they're talking about twenty-two to twenty-four hundred dollars. That seems reasonable for a new right. front end from Denver's. Right. So he decided to sell <clears> the thing and came up with a really good price. And I'm like, I'll PayPal you. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what? 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 Yeah. I'm like, no, I. I want them. Game on. So you got this twisted front end going on your chromed Denver's choppers. Yep. yep. So now okay. the the frame and the front end will match. Right. They'll both be yep. from uh, Denver's and Denver's. Yep. From Denver's yes. choppers. That's impressive because nice. you said. If, I remember when you had it for sale at Mid Ohio. You said if it doesn't sell, then I'm going full in on it. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is what I'm going to do. Yeah. 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 And it's happened. Yeah. And it's yeah. happened. I'm going to do it. Damn. Um, yeah. Those for, those forks are a piece of art. Still haven't decided on a tank yet. I, t- I snitched the tank off of it, and it's on the mini bike now, yeah, which I'm moving. <laughs> well, it's, it's all dented up and dinged up. But right. I'm seriously thinking about going with that same kind of tank, which it's, it's a peanut tank, peanut by the way. Tank. It's, a, it's actually that's wrong. It's not a peanut tank. It's more of a Frisco, isn't it? It is. It's a Paco brand. Oh. It's um, total. Two I've always called it alien. If it's got two caps, it looks like an alien. It's head. an alien head. Yeah. This guy's single, but I was thinking about getting the same kind of tank. Mm-hmm. And painting it with Japanese battle flag. Okay. Yeah. So like right. Captain America. I get it. Captain Japan. Oh no, I <laughs> Japan from a distance. I mean, There's something about putting a rising sun it's, on something. It's where you're got just like, the same silhouette as right. as that bike. It's sure. actually got a little more rake. That frame's got like 42. Mm-hmm. Where the captain bike has like 38. Yeah. But it's it's very similar in silhouette to right. you know Captain America chopper. So it can be I Emperor would love Hito. to do it. I would love to do, it. <laughs> <laughs> so need to do Captain Japan. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, that would be funny. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> well, I realize a good Godzilla. No. Godzilla. <laughs> I don't know. Either that or maybe a Prism. I've always liked Prism tanks. And Denver's did a lot. They of did a lot of Prisms, yeah. Modified coffin, however you want to yeah. say it. Just like mm-hmm. a diamond. Oh, yeah. Prism. Yeah, they're cool. Those are very cool. I don't know. Yeah, we got a couple but, of coffin tanks kicking around here. There's the black one that ended up not being used on my Lambretta chopper, mm-hmm. and then there's a chrome one, and there's a chrome a, there's a chrome prism. That's a tall coffin. And there's coffin. a tall coffin. Yeah, there's yeah. a really big, like a fucking four gallon coffin Jeez. kicking around here somewhere with two two taps and two fillers. So but Lambretta chopper, you see? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, gonna <laughs> it hasn't seen a light of day in a very long time. It's probably no. not going to make. Yeah. What do you call it this year? The 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 IMS show. Oh, our lamb chops? No, my... Uh, yours, are you, are you, it's probably not. Yeah, that's, I, I that's asking a lot for January 28th yeah, to get that done. But, I mean, Three uh, months from now? Yeah. yeah. That's a race. Yeah, man. whatever. It's something you I've always wanted. I mean, yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Under the gun. Fuck it. <laughs> well, what you been up to, Nick? Um, not a whole lot. I got a, a new job, so I'm 
working up in Cleveland now, in Solon. In Solon. Yeah. I like that. When people from Akron are like, I'm working up in Cleveland now. Yeah. Really? Where? Well, Solon. Solon. Yeah, right. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Now, that truly is an Akroner's version of the world. There's Akron. Canton and everything north of Akron. Pretty much. Cleveland. Yeah. Well, you can't go too far. There's a lake. That's so, true. So. That is. Everything between Akron and the lake is, is Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Acorn or Akron, as we call it, is. But the, from a Cleveland perspective, we're like, ah, right. oh, fuck. I go halfway yeah, to Akron. I go all the way to Solon. Jeez. You know? <laughs> might as well go to Youngstown while we're at Pittsburgh. Well, then we're just outside of Pittsburgh. So right. Might as well go drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I. Haven't really done. I did a little bit of, of riding. I, I rode the the bandit a little bit, and mm-hmm. I I winterized the Vespa. I figured, well, I can't commute with it anymore. Oh, no, so, you can't. So <laughs> I I uh, put some uh, Startron in it and mm-hmm. and put it away. Uh, there is a, a project that I don't think I've actually ever mentioned. Um, I I mentioned it to Cinch. Mm-hmm. I a while back I bought a. Two-cylinder, two-stroke, 290cc snowmobile engine for, okay. like, right. 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And, and drive, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's the manufacturer? It is actually Excuse from... Me. Fuji or Suzuki, I bet you money. <laughs> it's actually from a John Deere. Yeah, okay. weird Clinton um, motors or something. It's a it's a Kohler engine. Kohler. Oh, yeah. Kohler. nice. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an old one. Though. It is yep. older. It's really old. It's a like a '76 or something like that. Okay, all right. Um, and I've been. <clears throat> Trying to stuff it into my uh, XR200R frame for the longest time. I wow. I, I actually uh, welded up some mounts for it, and it's it's in there. <laughs> right. It's upside down. So you're trading torque for high RPMs. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Um, yeah. I've I've got the the variator sitting pretty much where it needs to. I still need to get a belt, and I need to put everything together. Yeah. But yeah. what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm sure it'll be really easy to get parts for it. <laughs> What is yeah. it like a Tiltson carburetor on it? I it's mean, a, it's, like a, it's a, t- a Walbro. <laughs> is it a Walbro? Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. You can yeah. shop in the lawn department. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend going full MTD on this project. Yeah. That's uh, keep it Ohio, keep it Ohio mm-hmm. local. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully get that done pretty soon. I also have that's a weird uh, project. I also have a windjammer fairing that I'm going to put on it because I have nothing else to yeah. do with a windjammer fairing. <laughs> My God, man! That's the appropriate so, use for a windjammer. I mean, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred twenty cc snowmobile engine. Yeah, that probably spins to about twelve thousand RPM. Mm-hmm. Two cylinder, you say? Yep. Boy, behind the windjammer. Behind the windjammer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm well, it's also got the the forced air cooling. Are you sure you don't just want to make a blender? Because that well, motor screams blender <laughs> to me. That's also a good idea, but but it's got. I think I see a daiquiri whacker in your yeah. future. Well, I think I think this is the perfect winter bike because I can put uh, knobbies on it. Yes, you can. I can have the big fairing. Oh, yes, it has the force. It's an automatic cooling. transmission. It's an automatic transmission. Yep. It has I the, like the force air cooling, so it's I can not put gonna a duct over, not gonna towards, towards me. It's not going to overheat, and it's, it supplies your own source of warmth. Well, and in the winter, I don't have to rejet. No, it's you already, don't. It's already set. Yeah. I recommend you get a snow <laughs> snowmobile suit like we had when we were kids in the seventies. Get a snowmobile suit. And sew an extra arm onto it. <laughs> you put the arm into the air output of the motor. That's a good idea. <laughs> so what the fuck do you have three arms on your snowmobile suit oh. for? Heating. Heat. Heat. <laughs> and you'd inflate when you rode, too. It'd be awesome. All jacked. And it's super cool looking. Nah, nah. The no, air goes in up here. Not from... Right. You know. I'm going to have to keep yeah. that in mind. That's a good like idea. That. You know, just keep it a stoichiometric mix, you know. Mm-hmm. Pete, you guys went on an adventure. Yeah, we did a little ride on uh, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. 
Uh, like 600 miles round trip down the southern part of the state and back. Cool. Um, Spend a night? Yeah. Cool. Where's that? Mar- Marietta. Oh, you and your brother? Lafayette Hotel. Oh, at Lafayette. Oh, you and Chris Smith. You Chris. fucking love the Lafayette, Chris Smith. I love the Lafayette. I've been there twice. Oh. I, can, I go with Pete. The honeymoon for suite. For those getaways. <laughs> I've always, I thought, when I met you, I thought nobody else had ever heard of Lafayette. And I've been my go-to for a long time. It's downtown. Yep. It's like walking distance to the brewery. There's yep. a nice Mexican restaurant. There's a, like a little like local podunk bar, yep. whatever. And all the rooms have character. With, with bristle boards to... Yeah, we, we had a very nice room overlooking the uh, river. Uh, Ohio you can be on river. the dumpster side or the river side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's that whole city. Actually. No, the river side is like five dollars more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't I don't think there was like many people in the hotel the no. night that we were there. But for the price of the Lafayette downtown, yeah, it's cheaper than staying by the interstate outside sure. of town, which has zero personality. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you're staying in this hundred year old hotel. Yep. And there's a brewery right next door. You park your bike and it, it, well, you, you walk. No, I like the Lafayette a lot. It's yeah. Morgan serves breakfast there. Yeah, right. Guten Morgen to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had a very uh, engaging waitress there. Yeah. One of the members of our riding party was smitten with her. Oh yeah. You won't, a dig, free dig, you won't get a free. You won't get a free breakfast at the Lafayette. No, we did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, with the price of the room. Fuck, yeah. that's amazing. Oh, and it became best. a dig measuring contest when it came time to tip Morgan the waitress. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, 20%, uh-huh. of, 20% of free is, well, right. man up, boys. Right. So we had, we had a good time. She was, oh, she was so who had the biggest dick? Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> You've met Pete, right? <laughs> You've seen Pete in the shower. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but more importantly, he he does reuse his tubes. Okay. His t- <laughs> so, the tires are new. Tubes, they got three turns on. Okay. Run them back to front, front to back. Yeah, we're good to go. Pete's got it. The uh, turn oh, that's fantastic. But we had um, two beautiful riding days. It was high fifties. It flirted with sixty. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, Dry, uh, leaves were not on the road yet, uh, sunny, just absolutely beautiful riding days. Yeah. Tell them about the bump. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Leaving Marietta, we went west oh. on Route 676, I think it is. There's well, a south front. Pete's okay. South front. Yeah. There was a stretch of road where you could see Arrow Strait, and there was like a, a bump, a rise in the road, and um, I hit it about 85 <laughs> Oh, did and you now? Two lanes. Two lane road. I don't okay. think the wheels actually came off the ground, but right. the suspension was fully unweighted yeah. for what was an inordinate amount of time. <laughs> 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 and when it finally the weight settled back onto yeah. the springs, yeah. I just had the smile on my face. It was beyond <laughs> ear to ear. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was now in addition to the springs being unweighted, uh Pete's colon was on un- unweighted. <laughs> 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 yeah. it, it was a pucker moment. No, I wasn't puckered at all because I could it see it coming up. Right. Yeah, you could see it coming. Yeah. He Do you remember like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child of the '70s, right? So I remember like growing up, my dad had like oh, Buicks yeah. or whatever, and like he would drive and he would know like the railroad tracks you could oh, go yeah. over and make like the springs unweighted. Mm-hmm. It, it just reminded mm-hmm. me that of like being a kid right. and like going over something in a big old. Like 1970s tank. General Motors tank land yacht of some sort, and just feel on the car like completely feel like or it was a like, Strasse. Yeah, right. feel like it was like going into the air. Yeah, and that's that's what it felt like on that one. 
that one. Pretty. Uh, I mean, it's always a good feeling. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And then it's also a good feeling when you when you land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, I've hit those railroad tracks that where there weren't any. You know, where like you're driving on the road and you're like, oh fuck it, it's just me and the road. We're having a great time. We're going 85, 90 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that 40 years ago there used to be some railroad tracks there. But they don't they don't run there anymore, so they took down all the barriers and things that would cause you to be aware of railroad tracks. Yeah. But they left the hump there. Mm. Yeah. And so next thing you know, you're like, Oh shit. I Oh. <laughs> it, and yeah, when that bike lands and you use up all the suspension the other direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Put a squatch in. Yeah, right? You got yeah. two yeah. nut shaped dents in your gas tank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> you get off and like stand there and wait till somebody comes by you can borrow a cigarette from. <laughs> But there's sometimes when you see it coming and you realize and you hit it at the just the perfect speed where the bike lifts and then the bike settles yeah. and you're like, I'm the man. And it, it was one of, it was one of those I times. I got this one. Yep, yeah. It was cool. Remember it was those definitely cool. From, like from, when you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. From, from playing with drag bikes on the street, you know, strutted bikes. With, Struts. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'd go, I was on the way... Where was that nasty one? On 480 before the bridge. I was on the way to work one morning. Yeah. Cold, like 37 degrees. I'm like fucking late. Yeah. I lived by the airport. I worked in Valley View. And you're on a KZ so with Struts. I'm on a, I'm, yeah, I'm on a KZ. <laughs> that bike was 1428. I want to say. <laughs> yeah, it was a big. It was a big yeah. bike. Um, buried, whatever. Yeah. 112, 100, whatever. And <laughs> the bump. No, you know, you know the bumps there always. Right. Yeah. But this this morning, I'm like, oh, i got to get to work. Eh. I'm sure it was a radial tire on the back and with 36 pounds of pressure in it. No, it no. was a fucking car tire. It was a fucking car tire with 8 pounds of pressure <laughs> <in it>. <laughs> But uh, hit the bump, and it's like, up. Squirrely, squirrely, squirrely. Squirrely, 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 settle down. Jerk. You look like a V2 buzz bomb in the air. Somebody else is flying me. I'm just along for the ride. It felt like, as Pete just said, it... Felt like it was about fifteen seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you had time to write a letter. I, I, I felt like three times as it's as it's wallowing. Yeah, I'm like, man, if this thing touches down and gets enough traction, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be. It's gonna barrel. I'm away. gonna be toward that that bridge abutment. Oh, mm. now I'm gonna be towards that. Oh fuck, now I'm gonna be. <laughs> oh shit, now I'm gonna be in, in between the two fucking bridges for yeah. Valley View. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm like, ooh. And you're like, if I was two seconds faster, I'd have a drag shoot on this bitch. But then it lands and you're going perfectly straight and you're like, yeah. I did that. I did that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And you look around to see who saw it. Like, right. Woo! Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Tuck my fucking... That's when you're like, I thank God there were spectators and not witnesses. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the difference between yeah and fuck no shit. is spectators yeah. or witnesses. Yeah. Damn. Well, well so tell him about uh, what's his name's tire. Oh. So a friend of ours that's... Mm-hmm. Another member of our riding party. There was four of us all together. Uh, Three firemen. Okay. One non-fireman. One non-fireman. <laughs> <laughs> One healthcare administrator. Actually, we parted ways in Athens, Ohio. Okay. And by the time I got home, I got a message from this other fella with a video of his rear tire that was shedding pieces of rubber the size of silver dollars. And you don't normally see that on motorcycles. No, you don't. It, it, I, the rubber tends to stay on them. Yeah. Was, was he running recaps? That's what it looks like. You know? <laughs> it looks like he, so I don't know if he was underinflated and or he was on an old tire, but 
I think a little of column A and column B. He had to buy a new tire to get himself home. Okay. And he ended up not getting home until like 1 in the morning by way of Columbus. Okay. All right. Athens um, to Columbus is a long way to go to get a tire. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, but then again, I really can't think of too many places between there that I could buy a tire. Exactly. Walmart in these parts doesn't carry motorcycle tires. And this guy's not mm-hmm. like a mechanical guy either. Oh. So it's it's a blessing that he actually saw that the tire was going south on him because mm-hmm. if it had let go, he would have been in big trouble. The fact that it's throwing chunks of rubber off yeah. is a hell is of a Is he the same guy that uh, from last week from with 75 PSI on the tire? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Different, no? Different, different right. cat. I think this guy was 7.5 PSI. Yeah, right? sure. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, he got his—he got himself home. No accident. That's something, man. Uh, I do have a video. On here, I don't think there's a good, a good answer for that because if you don't have the tire you need, this you guy know. would have been glad to have any tire. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, it's a 17, but I'm willing to see if we can make a 16 work. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So I've got—I've been handed a device, an electronic we have, device. We have a, we have a video, and, uh, and there is a video. And Jesus Christ, there is more not tire than tire. Yeah. Fuck. No, it's this a isn't a tire. This is a tire carcass. It's almost like a reverse knobby. Yeah. Where, where a knob it should is. be. Yeah. There's, 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 a, there's a divot a there. There are four. There are six legitimate pieces of rubber on that tire. That's Everything an actual zombie head. tire. It's a yeah. zombie tire. Yeah. yeah. It, is a zombie it looks tire. like it's missing skin. Yeah. That's a very bad scene. How the fuck scene. can you do that? Yeah. Exactly. How do you do that and live is the better question. Right. How but he'd been riding on that thing for yeah. 400 miles. Yeah. We'd left Cleveland on that tire. What favors the and, stupid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Gotten all the way to southern Ohio, which was, it's like 160, 170 miles to get down there. He must have been at the back of the pack, because otherwise you guys would have seen that thing shedding. We did it by way of 270 miles to get down there. Yeah. I mean, all... You know, curvy roads. Oh, yeah, you've made it interesting. Yeah. And exactly. so he's doing curvy roads on that piece of shit. <laughs> At 80-whatever. At 80-plus miles per yeah. hour. Which then tells us, the rest of us, that he's a fucking amazing rider. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he's, it was going to fail, it would have done so already. So that tire's going to last forever. That's the NASA principle. That's the NASA <laughs> thing. <laughs> Leave those O-rings in there. If it would have failed, it would have done so already. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's awesome. Sleepy, what you been up to? Um, a couple things. So the day after our last podcast, Saturday, mm-hmm. um, I called all my friends and nobody wanted to ride. So I went and I did 290 miles out just toward Pennsylvania. And about my turning around point, somewhere in Pennsylvania, right. I found a gas station with two gas pumps and nothing else. Okay. And I pull in from the one direction and this dude on like a well done but obviously ridden a lot Harley pulls in in the other direction. Yeah. And it was like 48 degrees but there was no bikes out. It was right. beautiful. It was a nice day but it was no great bikes. Day. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and so he day. pulls in and we're, we're filling up and I was almost done when he he pulled in. So I'm back on my bike and I have you know I have my modular helmet so it's open and he has right. his dot approved skull. Yeah, he has no helmet. Yeah. yeah. Let's not even make Let's not even make <laughs> Yeah. It's just you know. It's he, Pennsylvania. They stopped was, having a helmet law. He was dressed warmish. He had like warm things yeah. on, you know. Right. So he looks over and he's like, good day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, not a lot of bikes out. And he just goes, that's because they're stupid. And then he started up and took off. But that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, that was, a, that was the best response I'm going to get out of that dude. Because like, they're stupid. Yeah. So, and then today, <laughs> six and a half hours ago, I was in Indianapolis and now I'm here. I haven't right. got home yet. Um, but I had this weird thing, so this is kind of neat. So I leave Indy, and it's supposed to be five hours, five and a half, and it just starts dumping rain. And, and it gets to be like 40-something, and it's just shitty and the whole thing. thing. 
And so then it hit me exactly one year ago today, exact to the date, mm -hmm. I was driving basically home on my Super Tenray in the 32-degree weather, super rain, yeah. all the way home. So I just experienced the exact exactly. same drive, but same in a car. Drive. And I can tell you that it's much better it's in, nicer a in a car. Yeah, 100% yeah. better. <laughs> nice yeah. Yeah. I don't care how much your heated gear costs you. Yeah. The heater in my 27-year-old Mitsubishi will run it out. Like, we'll beat it. 100 bucks yeah, better. Your just, hands yeah, aren't cold. Yeah, it's, it's just nice. Yeah, it's, it's great. But it was just weird. I, I realized it was a Thursday last year, obviously. You yeah. Know? yeah. And same same exact weather. Same, like, just mist, rain, fog, shit, awful. And we get a lot of that. I mean, that's what, that's what this, that's what October is in Cleveland, guys. I mean, anybody from any other part of the world wants to know. We get, like, two or three hours of glorious sunshine. And if you're lucky, you'll crack the 50 mark. And any other time, it is like Niagara Falls with bad attitude. Yeah. It's just it's just hazy, moist, and chilly, you know, and, and just damp. But if yeah. you watch the forecast and yeah. if you know the weather patterns, right. you can, there's like jewels. Like oh, Chris and I found on Monday, Tuesday this week, absolutely dry weather, yeah. no leaves on the road, yeah. Um, yeah. 55 and sunny. Crisp and cool, yes, but sunny and phenomenal riding. The Nobody leaves out are there. falling today. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like, although once you we've go, had a frost. Once you go through that shade for a little bit. Yeah, there was a couple times when we were in some shaded valleys, whatever, that you're like, holy shit, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sunday's going to be leaf day. But you know what's nice mm -hmm. about the weather when it's like 40 to 60? It's still rideable. But compared to like when it's a hundred, yeah. you can control your temperature. Yes, like exactly. you have your yep. layers, oh, you yeah, have your yep, things yep. and stuff. Yeah. So it's not bad. I've been riding for the past three days or so various different motorcycles and using all that gear I paid for the past 30 years, mm. you know, all that <laughs> shit I've collected. And you're like, there's that point you know, in a Clevelander's life where we go from summer clothes to winter clothes, and the boxes come out of the basement or the attic, and we do that change, right? Yep. And, you go like, and you're like, oh, I, I have really good taste in socks. Yeah. <laughs> or my mom knows how to buy me socks. You know, one of those deals. I had to wear long pants this week. Right, long pants. That's another. <laughs> that's another warning sign. And I brought out all my fleece line jeans. I brought out all that stuff, and that re-energized me. So I was like, oh well, I own all this shit. And my like my repertoire of winter riding gear is insane. The amount of shit I've accumulated, and I haven't even gone to anything resembling snow pants yet. So just in stuff that looks relatively normal. I've been able to ride back and forth to work every day on different weird bikes mm -hmm. and haven't had to fire any heated grips yet. I figure next week we'll get some heated grips going. But the uh, next week is going to be heated grips time. So far, it's just been gloves. It's been mm -hmm. just fine with gloves. Uh, speaking of, I have had the pleasure of riding one of the most legendary, great working class motorcycles ever created and we will tonight celebrate its demise uh, hear dun, dun, ye dun, dun. hear ye yes yeah. the king is dead the Kawasaki KLR 650 has officially been terminated from the lineup by Kawasaki motorcycles I can say that I have owned I think <clears throat> every version except for the latest I have not owned the freshest one the 2015 or whatever it was when they, they did the mm -hmm. update I have not owned that one, because that one is the sixth gear, doesn't it? I believe. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't. Who does this one belong to? There's one sitting here, but uh -huh. beside the so table. So this is a customer's bike that okay. I've had the privilege of, you know, making sure doesn't 
get sour, making sure the carburetor isn't <laughs> fucked up. No, no, it did once already. So this bike was in for service, and the owner, that bike is a 2008. So that's the first year of the redesign? Yes. With the fairing? Yep. So that's a 2008 with 1,000 miles on it. Wow. 1,100 miles on it. It's in Kawasaki green. It is in the right color, Kawasaki yeah. green and silver, two-tone. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, it looks like what a Kawasaki KLR is supposed to look like, but with mm-hmm. a fancy fairing on it. Mm-hmm. And I've been riding it around, and it is it is the exact example of what a KLR should be. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does all the things. Uh, it'll wheelie in first and second gear if you're aggressive. Uh, it goes 85 miles per hour just fine. It's not angry about it. It just goes out and does it. The front 21-inch wheel will give you a little bit of the whoa, 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 hunting. You know, they, they, they forget that they're supposed to be round at about 80 miles an hour. Or it's just that it's 21 inches is a long way to go, I guess. Uh, but I have gone up and down three and four flights of stairs, you know, urban exploring. <laughs> I've done... There's people that have taken that bike around the world. Exactly. Uh, to every corner of the world, and with should the, say. You know... Just commuting back and forth to work on it, I haven't been able to do around the world on it, but I have been able to go up and down every landscape feature in Avon mm-hmm. Lake and mm-hmm. Cleveland and Rocky River and piss off the people at Olmstead or North Olmstead Mall mm-hmm. and got two of their security people to engage in a spirited pursuit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. When did they give up? It was a Ford Escort or a Ford Focus, so it didn't okay. take long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Could you stop and wait for him to catch up? I cleared three sets of little parking uh, bollards, you know, those parking stopper things mm-hmm. I'd gone through three sets of them and I'd intentionally gone where they couldn't fucking go right 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 customers played on there expired in 2016 uh, <laughs> so I figured if it, you know if it led to any sort of you know photographic evidence it'd be a fun one the uh, <laughs> I have no idea who was test riding that bike sir yeah I just own the company and it's in the warehouse what are you talking about what are you talking about it's in the warehouse <laughs> oh shit somebody stole his plate must have been weeks ago uh, why they'd steal an expired plate I have no idea but, yeah, it was just that kind of thing. Like, for urban shenanigans, I don't think they build a better motorcycle. Because that 21-inch wheel will get over anything. If they, get, if they catch you, just look at them and go, don't you have a real dirt bike and a kid to chase? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Follow me all the way to the east side, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, it's more of just... It's more of just using that bike for what it was absolutely never intended to be, yeah. whereas it was intended to be an off-road vehicle. But I don't have that. I don't get to go off-road between here and my house. So I do get to go run titles and pick up stuff and, and do errands and shit around here, so I make it as fun as I can while I can. I made it from North, North Olmstead to here, and I didn't stop at a single red light. I circumnavigated 400 of them, but I didn't stop at a single one. If there was a building adjacent to the red light, I can tell you what color the dumpsters are behind it because I was using all of it. Guitar Center, but behind Guitar Center, that might as well be an off-road course. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's like a special stage behind Guitar Center. They haven't dumped asphalt there in this century. but It is fantastic back there. I was going over shopping carts. Shopping carts from stores that went out of business. I think I went over a Gold Circle and an Uncle Bill's shopping cart. Fisher Big Wheel. Fisher Big Wheel. They're all back there. Yeah, all those old stores' shopping carts are back there. Fredder. Fredder. That was a Fredder. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that was a Fredder's for your Cleveland natives. Fredder. But the KLR is a fine and noble beast. And I don't know what they're replacing it with. They'll bring it back. You know they will. Well... I think they're going to bring something else in. I heard, yeah. I heard rumors. So what's the rumors? 
Uh, possibly a 450 or 500. That's not a bad idea. KLX 650. Yeah. Is that KLX 650? That's a rumor. How do you make it a KLX? I don't know. Well, I mean, seriously, what do you do? Do you put a kickstart on it? No, they'll, they'll, probably use, they'll probably use the KX suspension, so it has okay. better suspension. Sure. A little bit lighter frame. All right. And, and I mean, the thing is, I mean, it, a lot of guys, if you can do 65 on that you know, bike, you're doing fine, right? So it doesn't need 650 cc's of motor, and it doesn't need the weight of that motor. No, 65 is no. not fine. If you're going to ride from Cleveland to Chicago, you need to go 80. Well, yeah. Seriously, ask anybody with your all. But I think ask the, anybody who blew up an Enfield. The 450 Hondas yeah. and stuff are doing 75 on the high yeah, and stuff. So they I mean, are. The 450 is enough to get it through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do it in a lazy, loping fashion that this mm-hmm. thing does, because that is the difference between riding a DR650 and a KLR650. Is it? In one year that they started making the, the KLR? Uh, 1847. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I mean, I think 84 it, 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 was... 83 or 4. 84 in the, yeah. in the first generation was 600 CC. Right. Yeah. But isn't it, like, yeah. isn't it to this yeah. day, it's like 92% unchanged, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, the, the major yeah. redesign was in 2008. That's when they went to the... Uh, the fancier... That was mostly... Body though, yeah, right. Right. right? Yeah, but they got they got away from the uh, square headlight, the military look. Yeah, but then the, they put the fairing on so that the the, the fork steered within the Correct. fairing versus right. the right the fairing the main station. station. And then what yeah. year did you not have to do the doohickey anymore? The that, doohickey. That, that a small. Yeah, I have no it's idea. A, and you know what the do? And I will say, as a person who's owned now, I had six KLRs. I have three currently. Right now, I don't count that as being. Three of those KLRs. Right. So I've owned five KLRs prior to this whack of three of them that I have now. The three that I have now are all military. The militaries have been doohickeyed already. So all that is is a timing cam advancer, the, the timing advancer, which has been historically made out of some grade of nylon. And and that's just for the lack of required lubrication, and it's just to give quiet, consistent operation. But all it really does is it does adjust your timing as your RPMs increase or decrease. Um, simple. You know, it's a very simple thing. They don't need to be made out of anything other than that. But the reason everyone goes into doing, and it's called the doohickey uh-huh. mod, the reason I think most people do it is it's a thing and it's available and it gives you some way to be like, look at me, I did a thing that involved... Like something more than changing the air in my tires. Oh, is that putting the safety wire on it? It's because the no, forum. It's, it's no, because the forum, it's the forum brigade right. yeah. Yeah. says yeah. it needs to have right. And it's yeah, instead it's, of plastic, instead of plastic or vinyl, it's made of aluminum, and it's a very mm-hmm. basic machined piece. And you buy them, and you buy them, and it takes you about an hour and a half to install one, and then you now have taken a potential wear item and replaced it with an item that is extraordinarily not likely to wear. Because it's not a high heat or high stress application. I think I'm thinking of a different bike. So, I am. So I'm, think, I'm thinking of yeah. the uh, DR650. Yeah. Right. So basically, what happened is some dude that's like going around the world that actually blew his up or something complained about it. Then some guy that like goes to Starbucks every two weeks is like, "Oh my god, I have to yeah. change." Mine. I think there's a lot of that. I think there's yeah. a lot of that. I also think that it's probably a guy that's got sixty-seven thousand miles on his KLR650 mm-hmm. and has never adjusted the valves and has never done good maintenance to it and is putting a lot of stress on that part of the motorcycle. And something <clears> broke. <throat> and when it broke, people went, those cheap fuckers, if they would have made this out of steel or whatever, it would not have broken. Aluminium. Right. And so that creates, you know, 
if you ride certain brands of motorcycles and you go to certain websites, mm -hmm. they will tell you that the, the factory fucked up eight ways from Sunday and you need to buy our entire kit. And, you know, we, have, we sell $10,000 worth of shit to make your motorcycle, which is legendarily reliable, better. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been cautious about that stuff. I'm, as a Moto Guzzi person, there are websites that will tell you that everything from your subframe to your exhaust mount, your mount, exhaust mounting brackets were poorly engineered. Right. Yet a guy rolls into my shop with 230,000 miles on his bike, and it's still exactly factory as it came out of the box. Right. But it's ten. So he didn't buy that later. shit. I know. Yeah, he didn't, and yet he survives. Yeah. Go figure. So that's uh, that's a tough thing in the motorcycle industry because everybody wants to take care of their baby. But it's been on Amsoil its whole life. Yes, but it's been on Amsoil its whole life. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that Amsoil. Yeah. Hey, so I went to see that uh, 1976 ah, GL1000. Oh, yes. Oh the boy. Brown the brown beauty. Yeah. So first of all, uh, he's the original owner. So I need to go get away. another beer for this. My God, no, this is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe give a recap. What was it? give the give it the looks and everything? What did you describe last week? Well, uh, that I got a call from a neighbor. Mm -hmm. Woman has a GL one thousand in her basement. Right. And uh, her husband's How passed the away. Fuck for does two that years. happen? Well, the, the, that's, that's Did they build the, the house around it? It yeah, grew I was, there. Yeah, I was about that. You know how how steep are those stairs? <laughs> the <laughs> living room floor. <laughs> so uh, so I go over there, and uh, it is in the basement. But he's got Water. he's got access uh, through the, the the lower his terrace level patio doors. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So he he just that. rolled that Can thing in there. So he's the original owner. So his original uh, bill of sale, mm -hmm. well, she had that wow. along with the original title, and yeah. uh, you know. So what he paid for it, he got a nine hundred dollar trade in on whatever he traded in. I think he it was thirty nine hundred, and he ended up paying you know thirty one or wow. three thousand for the thing back in. And what year was it? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, seventy. Excuse me. Seventy six. <clears throat> seventy six. That was and, an expensive uh, bike in seventy six. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So he's got the. Uh, uh, the Vetter fairing, and there's bags, and I open up one of the bags, and it's got a head cat in it. No, <laughs> but but it it had a three quarter helmet that said Honda across the wow. back, and I thought, geez, old Pete, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, oh, geez, so old Pete, I was able to, I was able to find the tank, and I brought my flashlight. I looked inside the tank. Mm -hmm. It looked pretty good, uh, but. It wasn't a bike that I'm in love with, mm -hmm. and so she wants as much as she can get out of it. Of course, of course she does. And and I said, you know, it's not worth much more than five hundred or a thousand bucks. And as it turns out, she has a nephew who's a Harley guy. He's right. a, he's a retiring police officer. He's going to have a lot of time. So I said, well, offer it to him. You know, if if he wants to fuss with it, he's going to have to be in love with it because. Gonna take them twenty five hundred or three thousand bucks just to get it. A lot of the chrome was starting to uh, pit, pit and 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 peel. Uh, but you know they it was it was all there. Uh, spokes, yeah, spoke, wheels. spoke wheels, yep. and uh, you know. So it it's out there, and if anybody wants to, she uh, didn't seem to be at all interested in the concept of five hundred to a thousand dollars, though. She realized that it's not. Well, and I spent forty five minutes talking to well, her, sure, yeah. 
as if I've been on podcasts for three years and have picked up a little bit of shit. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is, I got my, hat, my head up my ass anyhow. But the, I, I told her over and over again, I said, this is a wonderful bike. And if, you're, if you find somebody who's in love with it, they, they may give you a little bit more. But it's really a dead unit, and uh, it's going to cost a lot of money. So you got to be in love with it and have a lot of extra cash to, to bring it back. I said, it's, it's a great bike. Sure. It's a great bike for what it was. It's it kind of a, great hanging on the wall at Fridays. I was able to. Uh, <laughs> I was able to wet a cloth and uh, clean off the tank, so right. it's it's a maroon color. It is, yeah. Uh, but some of the paint is uh, rusting in spots. So, so if anybody wants to know about it, call oh, uh, Phil at one eight hundred Phil's Shop. Yeah. And one eight hundred Lost Cause. Yeah. That's so. Bad. You know, I couldn't get a picture of it, but last Saturday. Yeah. As I'm out front doing whatever, you were already gone. It's pristine yellow. GL goes by? Naked GL comes oh. up. Stop for a minute, and I'm just like... Yeah. The guys like, neat, neat. Yeah. I'm like... Was he going west? We just talked about that, that was last week bike, on the man. podcast. Yeah, that was yeah. my bike. I'm like, the yellow with the little... Yellow blue, with I, black pinstripes. Blue, black, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember if they were blue I know where that bike is parked. Yeah? Yeah, it's over there in... Uh, uh, Center Ridge Road and Linda Street, uh, mm-hmm. or Linden. There's uh, three buildings with underground mm-hmm. garages. The guy's got about three naked wings over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And, and, so and one of them's at. The- yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Chris, if you're, gonna, if you're interested in making a very distinguished getaway. <laughs> yes, exactly. Center Ridge and Linden underground. Underground okay, and exactly. three naked wings. Yeah. That, that just to me does not seem like a, a weekend of great adventures. Yeah, seems like to me a, a weekend of bad seals. So in the uh, so <laughs> bad seals and non-releasing brake calipers. Exactly. That's, right. <laughs> why is my bike so? Why is my bike overheating so badly? It will barely go above sixty miles an hour. Looks like and you, you look at a seal. Yeah, it's, and its rotors are glowing cherry. red. Dude, yeah. that's cherry. Well, thanks, man. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> really? Your rotors are cherry red. You need to get off the bike, kick your rotors, and never touch your brakes ever again. <laughs> You're not allowed to use brakes anymore. Sometimes that doesn't even do it, because they like the heat yeah, causes the heat them to... Them out. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to crack the bleeder. Crack the bleeder, inject some safety bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at that point, the brake fluid's just boiling in there. We d- used to do a bad trick. I used to work for track days from time to time. And when we would have manufacturers that would come out, we would do demos on some of their sport bikes. We'd have these you know, street bike people who just come out, you know, I'm going to get to ride a racing motorcycle at Mid-Ohio. It's going to be great. And we were like, oh, boy. So if you don't want all these bikes to just, you know, disappear in the first, you know, in the morning practice session you know into the into the gut truck of broken dreams <laughs> wadded up in the right, first two wadded, hours right. so here's lunch guys here's your lunch and you guys can do whatever you want after lunch because you broke all the motorcycles uh <laughs> what we would do is we'd crack the bleeder valves on the back brakes on the bikes and we'd let a whole lot of air get into the back brakes of the bikes mm. so that when guys go out there's just no back brakes and because 90% of people who don't ride on racetracks very frequently will drag the back brake through the turn so bad, and they'll just lay the bike out, low side the shit out of it. And then, like, you know, shift, you know, either the brake lever's gone or the shift lever's gone or, you know, clutch or whatever, and it deadlines the bike and you can't run it anymore. So people will be like, my back brake doesn't work. I'm like, well, you should have never found that out. 
<laughs> the fact that you're complaining about it tells me that you're going to be in the slow group today, you know, and that's just stand over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to put you on the cheap bikes. You know, we're going to put you on the ones that are easier to fix. But yeah, it is a thing. The safety bubbles, like in, in, installing a few safety bubbles in a brake line, is not a bad thing when you've got otherwise brakes that have been, you know. Setting for 30 fucking years, you know? Let a little bit of air in there. It's not the worst thing idea ever. As those brakes heat up, they won't lock up. Because that's a really shitty feeling to be going 35, 40 miles an hour and have your front brakes self-energized for no fucking good reason on a wooden tire. It's really super cool. Yeah, it's great. And then also you can't even push the bike because then the bike is completely fucking locked. Check me out. I'm Donna Stappy. <laughs> On a 76 wing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the room with us is a fine piece of 1964 Italian craftsmanship. You'll notice there is a TV 175 Lambretta. Remember I said I wasn't going to buy any more vintage scooters? Uh, fuck. Apparently one jumped in the boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it showed up on Craigslist for $3,000, and people are just queer for TVs right now. Like, Lambretta's, they, it hasn't transferred into LDs yet. Those are truly the red-headed stepchildren of the Lambretta world. But anything that's like a GP or a TV or anything that's not just your run-of-the-mill cheap bike, uh, the TV-175 was the hot shit scooter in 1964. And uh, it, was, it was definitely duking it out with the Vespa GS for who had the most, the most punch. Um, and that is like winning the Special Olympics. The, uh, <laughs> but I will say that that motorcycle over there, that scooter, has something that the 1964 Honda Superhawk that's parked right next to it doesn't have. They're both from 1964. <laughs> oh, 10-inch okay. wheels. Lambretta has disc brakes. People that want to buy it. Oh, oh, all of a sudden, well, fuck me running. The Lambretta has disc brakes. Yeah. Okay. Are those uh, mechanical disc brakes? They are, they, uh, disc brakes. Cable they are mechanical okay. disc brakes. Cable operated mechanical cables going down there. Inboard disc yeah. brakes. Mm-hmm. So long before the fashion challenged Honda VTR 250 uh, of 1983 <laughs> or four or five or whatever. Is it 1988? Eight and nine, I think. The Miami Vice Two edition. Years, three years. Yeah. Luke yeah. has Luke has one of them, and he. I, which I is thought which. you had a stroke. He has one that's running and he has parts off the other year, and I can't remember okay. which is which. All right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it, it is the VTR. One of, one one of them had a regular front end. has working brakes. One of, one of them had a regular looking disc, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. And one of them had the. Right. So this has an inboard, <laughs> an inboard <laughs> cable operated disc brake. That's what. That's how that bike stops, and it still works, and it works pretty fucking good too. I was really surprised. Um, the bike has four thousand miles on it, and it has the original factory tires on it, with the non-original spray paint that somebody didn't even bother taking the tires off when they painted it. Because yay, uh, yeah, it's an attractive color. Of Lambretta didn't make that color. Uh, oh, they painted every part of it, including the logos and the the, tr- the trim. Yes, they did. They were nice enough to go find another uh, American Motor Scooter Association sticker and put it over it uh, that they found somewhere. But it is a TV 175, a Turismo Veloce. Uh, 
and it started up and it ran remarkably well. I rode it around for like ten or fifteen minutes. Wow! Uh, the guy was a little cagey. He wanted three thousand dollars. I opened at eighteen hundred. Um, he invited me to have intercourse with my hat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a. In fact, he might have provided me with a hat. I think he might have handed me his. Sir, so, yeah. you may diddle your top cover now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I got to give the guy a lot of credit. You know you're in good shape when you show up. When you show up to buy a bike. When you show up to buy any bike. Let alone a weird Lambretta that only true fucking fetishists would ever even look at. And you show up and the guy's deck behind his house has got like... 200 used motorcycle tires under it. Why the fuck is he keeping them? I have no idea. There wasn't one of them that looked as good as what your buddy threw away. Uh, And outside in the snow rain was a modern-ish Harley, like a road glide ultra kind of thing, getting rained on and a lot of rust on it. A couple of other random things. Uh, A Bull Taco street tracker? Okay. All right. With a with ridiculous giant Araya rims on it, like uh-huh. this is a bull taco that's circa probably seventy four. Well, when was the last bull taco they made? I know. <laughs> and I'm looking at this bike, and I'm like, "What is so weird about it?" And it's like, "Oh shit, I get it." The middle of the bike is a seventy four bull taco, but the upside down forks on the front, and the giant, ridiculously like six inch wide flat tracker wheel on the back, they don't meet. They don't meet. They should never be there. And we don't know what kind of motor it has because it doesn't have a motor. Someday it'll have a motor, I hope, because there's a lot of money worth of rims and tires on this thing for not having a motor. It's going to have a John Deere two-cycle. Two-stroke, 220cc. Yeah, there we go. For the right price. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, he had a yard full of, like, a yard full of weird shit that was just sitting out in the rain. And so when I showed up and... He was very cagey about where he would be, when he would be there, because it's a Craigslist thing, right? So this guy sure. clearly doesn't want to give anybody on Craigslist, mm-hmm. like, this is my house where I live. Yeah. Right. So he was more about, tell me when you're going to be in this 10-mile radius, and I will <laughs> tell you where I am. Huh. So it was a gate master, <clears throat> key, key master situation. He doesn't you know, want people keeper. stealing his tires. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want people hanging around his backyard either. And the best way I could describe his neighborhood was like that afflicted subdivision of Youngstown. Where it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, where, yeah, where chest hair goes to die. And Axe body spray is like served at school lunches. Um, yeah. Somewhere between my name is Earl and Walter White. Yes. It was very, uh, yeah. It was extra methy. Yeah. Extra methy. My name is White. Yeah. yeah, extra extra methy, and so yeah. But I did I did gravitate. I found it, and then I was able to start the bike up, and it's really cool. It's really fun. Started the bike up, ride around a little bit. Wouldn't let me ride the bike until I handed him the money for the bike. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, well, you know, I'll just give you the keys to the truck in the driveway. He said, no, I've had people show up with stolen trucks before. Wow. What? Huh. And I said, the fuck you have. <clears throat> I just looked him straight in the face and called him a goddamn liar. Because nobody is going to show up in your driveway with a stolen truck to go test ride a goddamn glorified moped or whatever. (laughs) But the point is nobody's going to show up with a stolen truck to be like, this is a nine-level scam. 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go fuck a guy over out of a $3,000 bike nobody knows how to pronounce. And (laughs) use a stolen truck to do it. So man, this ain't ain't a high-end dirt bike, and I ain't from the hood, so... The first thing we got to do is go steal a Ford (laughs) F-150. The second thing we got to do is find the perfect bike on Craigslist. Have you seen any Lambrettas lately on Craigslist? (laughs) The fuck, man? Uh... Yeah, so, but I gave him the money to hold, which was actually putting me at a disadvantage because the bike I was riding wasn't worth as much money as I gave him. See, I gave him, I offered him 1800 We, we, talking about being a good buyer, um, I offered him 1800 We gravitated to 2200 The deal was struck at $2,200. So I got a Lambretta TV175 for $2,200, and it runs and it's got a good title. He's pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't have a, doesn't have, it's got, Two good ignitions that come with an extra ignition, so that's nice. Um, little safety tip, this bike does require a battery to run correctly. So if you turn the headlights on on this bike, the bike won't run right. Hmm. That could be a handy thing to know when you're test driving a bike. Because yeah. <laughs> it can go from running great to running not so great with one click. And, uh, yeah, I noticed there wasn't a battery in it. Nor does it look like there's been a battery in it in, you know, fucking 50 years. Uh, it is hard to accept the fact that that bike is well over 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah being that it's a 64, it's a little uncomfortable how old that makes me. Uh, but I'm not okay with that. But yeah, that's a thing. That's that's a motorcycle, or a scooter at least, that exists that we purchased today for for no good reason. The uh, I have a challenge for the members of the podcast. It is called The Bird in the Hand or Two in the Bush. Or, I'm, not, I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> <laughs> or two in the pink and one in the stink, if you're nasty. So here's the way this works. We are all familiar, if you're a podcast listener, with the Zero Electric Motorcycle Company and that they do make a number of fine vehicles. The most exotic, fun, exciting, and interesting of them is the Zero DSR. It's the dual sport racing. Uh, it has 116 foot-pounds of torques. Oy. Which is a lot of fucking torques. Woof. And it is. And it's big and it's black and it's beautiful. It has gold rims and Trans Am stickers on it Damn. if it's mine. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but they are they are the top of the food chain over at Zero. And if you want one that has, um, you know, the full complement of batteries with it, which all added up together equals fourteen point four kilowatt hours of batteries. You're going to spend in the neighborhood of $16,495, plus another $240 for assembly if you buy it from us, and $495 worth of shipping because it has to get here, and the truck drivers will not bring it for free. A mere pittance. So I'll hand this around so people can be understanding the numbers. And while that's circulating the room, and people are get wrapping their head around the fact that the out-the-door cost on that motorcycle is how many thousands of dollars? 17.280. Excellent. 17.280. Would you take on trade for that motorcycle? Now, I'm going to remind you that right now Zero is giving a discount for $2,000 because they have some demo units left over, of which that is one for my English students. Uh <laughs> $2,000 off that price. So that takes that 17 something 15, down to 15.2. 15, 15.2, mm-hmm. right? So 15.2. If somebody walked into your dealership with a 2018 BMW K1600 GTL America, 
America. 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 Would you take that trade? Now, the MSRP Where? on the 2018 BMW K1600 GTL is $25,595. It is an inline six-cylinder with 24 valves. It is 1,649 cc's, and it is 772 pounds of German engineering. Jesus. Yeah, it is. And it's special. Oof. And it is a special motorcycle or, by any fucking oof. standards. <laughs> and it's got the telelever suspension and all that good stuff. I mean, it's a fancy fucking bike. And it's not just a fancy fucking bike, but it's the like limited edition America version of a fancy fucking bike. Does that uh, mean it weighs more and makes less power? Yeah. <laughs> Follows right. triumph laws, but of course. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm a fancy boy. So, yeah, so <laughs> somebody now comes into your shop and they offer you that. Do you take the deal? You're talking straight up, not like a trade-in? Well, right now I'm talking straight up. I'm talking about he rolls out with my 2018 DSR with zero miles on it, Mm -hmm. and I take his pink slip for his 2018 BMW K1600 GTL. So did he buy that by cash? He has the pink slip. He has the title. He owns it outright. It has 1,000 miles on it. It has the balance of a BMW warranty on it. But how would you sell that? Darn good question. (laughs) Excellent. Now we're getting into the game. There you go. That's what I was going to say. These are what we call the variables. From my experience, it doesn't matter what BMW it is and what options it has on it and how how in demand they are. (coughs) Once you take it and you ride it, it seems like no matter what year it is, it could be this year's or anything. It can be the brand new GSA. It could be this American Rockstar thing or whatever. Yeah. It's going to go to seventeen thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is coincidentally which, is still a little bit higher than the zero is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's and that's if you have somebody that wants it. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. not necessarily going to yeah. sit there. Well. So your best, for my opinion, your best bet is you're just you're 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 switching inventory around, and you yeah. might be looking at just as long. Here's an interesting point. Go ahead. Financing. What about it? Is it easier to finance the brand new Zero or the used BMW? They're probably pretty close to equal. Pretty close to equal? Yeah, pretty close to equal. Because I'll be honest, I'm not going to sell that BMW for anywhere near its MSRP. Right. right. I mean, we know that. It's going to get How many prospective buyers would that have? Wouldn't there be more people looking for that? There you go. Than there would for the the electric bike? That's the one that's got my attention right now. Because... Yeah, because there we know we're going to assume. I would think the type of buyer is still going to be the same. Somebody <laughs> looking for that yeah. isn't going to come in browsing, no. or they're not going to. They're, they're going to look bike. in the internet and they're going to go. Yeah. Most people live their search lives that and never have this bike. Yeah, most people live their lives and never have twenty six thousand dollar base MSRP. Right. Does it make any difference that you're less than a mile away from the Triumph dealer? I don't know. I don't Probably know. Not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, does Triumph have anything that really competes with no, this? No, no. But is it coming back this way? Oh, oh shit, look at that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. This bike's going to get sold on Cycle Traders, where, it's, yeah. where our buyer's no. going to be, because our buyer's going to be like the guy who's yeah, like, it's gonna be you know, I'm thinking about buying a BMW, but I don't like to pay full price. I, I would see somebody searching right. the internet, flying in from sure. whatever corner of, well, you it's know, gonna be yep. Arizona and riding it home. Wherever the retirees go. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked, it does do everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has the full electronically so adjustable you do it? Well, this yeah. is because this is the question. Like we so to put this up. Because I do <laughs> like the idea that 
on one hand, it's a lateral move, mm-hmm. like financially, mm-hmm. but you're diversifying your stock. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and that $25,000 motorcycle that you can afford to sell for seventeen or $18,000 right. or even $20,000. Might right. sell quicker than yes, a $17,000 exactly. electric one. And that's because, yeah, you do have to be, you have to be the king of the weirdos. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be a weirdo and come in here and want to buy an electric motorcycle. But this is playing at the pro level. Yeah. So yeah. you don't just come in and buy an electric motorcycle. You're coming in saying, I want the most expensive electric motorcycle. And by the way, it has to have gold rims. And mm-hmm. time of year, taking a time of year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have some guys retiring for the first of the year or whatever, and this could be, so you have these Florida, Arizona, mm-hmm. and yeah. warm state guys that are going to be looking on the thing, and they might be like, I'm retiring. I'm buying my dream bike, yeah. you know, and I don't know how I'd that I'd like happens. to buy it for $7,000 less. Yeah. yeah. I know someone would ferry it there for them. Awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> driveway <laughs> service yeah, for, yeah, a pl- yeah. for a plane ticket pack. It, it would yeah, be, exactly. interesting. and it was funny that this is, shows you the way that I don't like to say that I'm a victim of fucked up marketing, but clearly I am, because when this gentleman called in and presented me with this offer, the first thing I said was, hmm. "Is it a bagger? Why did I do that? I hate myself for doing that. Like I would somehow be more interested in this bike." If it were the shitty Americanized downmarket version of this pristine, amazing German mile-eating machine. Like, for some reason, my fucked-up American brain went, Is it a bagger? And he was like, No, it's not a bagger. It's the American edition. Which I was like, <laughs> Okay, well, they got me either way on that one. Uh, you know. Have you looked online if there's any known issues? Not that that one, I mean, it's fairly new, but I mean, at least something see, that you yeah, get I didn't to see anything that was astronomical. Doing? Okay. Yeah. You know, BMW is, there will be some, there will, there will be probably a recall for something, mm-hmm. but it'll be something you don't understand, or I don't understand. You're a Rockwell engineer. <laughs> I, I won't understand it, but the, uh, you know, you'll probably understand it, you know. Well, you mean, the, you mean the third phase line system and the ABS traction control device and, oh, um, they were doing a recall on that? I think so. No, it turns out it's the spatial GPS locator. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wallet detector. Yeah. Hey, speaking of recalls, the African Twin <clears throat> had a recall. Did it really? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, like all these guys are complaining about the forks and stuff. Not that. Okay. It's the center stand. The circlip <laughs> on the center stand are you fucking is known to be me? brittle, and it can dislodge under power and cause your back wheel to get locked up by a center stand. Because wow. the center stand gets fed into oh, your back shit. wheel. <laughs> because the circlip, what holds the shaft, yeah, whatever, that holds the center stand on, right, right. is brittle. Brittle. Yeah. <laughs> so all the all the uh, the the st- what do they call it? Stick shin problems yes. that people were talking about. Yeah. None of that's none good. of that's good. Yeah. C clip or yeah. clip on the center stand. Oh, that's wow. funny. Yep. That's great. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So we do have a crew. We have to let somebody know in case he doesn't know. Uh, Mr. <laughs> yeah, that his, that his center stand yeah. circlet. Yeah, circlet. Somewhere right now brittle. riding that motorcycle about the feet his center yeah. stand into his rear wheel. <laughs> if you only knew. Look, I didn't know. Nobody... right now. 85 hey. miles an hour over a rolling bump. <laughs> and then... <laughs> When as, it sets back there down. Goes Pete. Yeah, as yeah. stupid as it sounds, my the first BMW R eleven hundred RTP that I <clears throat> the very first one I ever bought, it had it wasn't an actual police duty bike. It was a BMW training bike. It was a bike that they used to take around and show police departments. So it never really had the stickers on it. It didn't have actual sirens on it. And instead of having eighty thousand miles on it, it had like eight thousand miles on it. Right? 
and still, but I still bought it for like X cop bike prices. So it was pretty affordable. And I got the thing and I had just done an oil change in my driveway. And that's what you do when you buy a new motorcycle and life was good and the birds were chirping and life was beautiful. And I left my driveway (laughs) and Mm -hmm. left my driveway at maximum velocity (laughs) and made it like, I don't know, a half mile. And my right boot got extraordinarily warm. And I thought, this is really weird. I don't normally have a warm right boot at, you know, Jaycox Road or Lear Road or whatever. And I was like, this is weird. And I looked down and I realized that my entire right leg was covered in oil. (laughs) And so I immediately, you know, as I realized that, I looked down and the, the oil pressure warning light came on on the dashboard. And I just shut the motor off immediately, turned the bike around. And I was like, well, that's an unusual occurrence. I just did an oil change. Let me make sure the dipstick is where I left it. Like, not on the garage workbench or something. Right. No, dipstick was in place. Everything else is fine, except there's oil all over me and now the ground. Well, this is fucking ridiculous. So I start poking my head up from behind where I can see the oil's coming from, and it's an R1100, so there's body work on it. And as I get looking in there, I see that there used to be a sight glass on the oh, side of the motor. Yeah. So you could see how much oil was in it. Because dipsticks are complicated, or whatever, <laughs> right? So that sight glass has a rubber gasket around it, and it's clear. And the sight ga- glass apparently has known to has been known to exit the motorcycle with much haste <laughs> if you put it under high pressure situations like wow. mac- maximum performance takeoffs. So <laughs> I did a maximum performance takeoff, and it. Off it fucked, and <laughs> I, uh, I got a very, very wet, very, very oily right boot. One, they were brand new boots, and they were tan. Well, at least one of them was. So, and, so they're waterproof. Yeah, yeah. they're waterproof. Yeah. One is. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't willing to commit to the other side, and uh, I do still have them. I use them for doing fluid film under the trucks, but it definitely <laughs> compromised the lifespan of those boots. But yeah, then I, I realized how fucked I was, because I couldn't drive the thing home like that, clearly. You know, I wasn't going to run it. 50 feet with no oil in it. Yeah. So yeah, I had to go home and get the truck and come back and pick up my perfectly good motorcycle from the side of the road, look like a fucking knob. And as I got the truck and I'm picking it up, the police department shows up because it's an interesting thing happening there. You know, to the casual onlooker, it looks as though I'm stealing a police motorcycle and nobody in my community yeah. is nice enough to have a BMW police motorcycle. They're going to have Harleys. And so that creates conversation, which precipitates me getting my license out and talking about, you know, the condition of my license and the condition of the license plates on the vehicle and the license plate on the back of the BMW, which used to be on a Kawasaki until just recently, and how it may or may not still be for a Kawasaki, and that now we've established the fact that this isn't a Kawasaki because, well, police. Because it's a police. It's a BMW? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. And so, yeah, so I got a ticket. And I got no oil. And then I had to buy a little ring. I had to buy a little sight glass from BMW for 61-odd dollars. Oh, my God. And put that back in, which I knew when I was putting it in, that's going to come out again someday. It's going to come out again, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck you, BMW. That's some bullshit right mm-hmm. there. That is some bullshit. And then I found the name of a... I found the number for a circlip mm. that you could buy. And you put the circlip in there, and, and it was a tight fit. Mm. And it would hold that thing in so it wouldn't pop out so much it didn't have like a recess like a proper circle would mm-hmm. go in but it was enough that it would keep that from going there's another bike i can't think of the bike that does but another bike has that problem where the sight glass pops out and the guy that i knew that rode that carried a cork with him 
It's a <laughs> shitty. Seriously, and he pounded in to get that work sucks, done. That's a shitty wow. fucking thing. My yeah. 1150 GS has the same thing. And Did it come with a cork? No, I carry <laughs> a uh, rubber expandable freeze plug that you can put in there, and you like turn that little nut and mm-hmm. ex- oh, yeah. expand it in there. Which then you can't check your oil. No, but you can keep what's oil in there is in there. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does it strike anybody else as being just one step short of criminally ludicrous that this is a thing we need to talk about in 2018? Yeah. No. And those sight glasses are not sight glasses. They're sight plastics. Exactly. <laughs> no, they're definitely sight plastics. <laughs> if yeah. you leave the bike idling for too long, those things have been known to, like, melt. And oh, my God. <laughs> once it melts and like, the, the, the plastic distorts, then it'll pop it right out. Because we are aware of the fact that these are motorcycles that rich people ride around planet Earth, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Just checking. In warm climates. And the, yet they stop producing a KLR. <laughs> Fucking stupid people. Well, don't. Yeah. We, the sight glass has never fallen out of my KLR. Well, because it's a dipstick. Kawasaki has 12 months to redeem themselves with the death of the KLR. If within 12 months we're not talking about the new the awesome new bike something, that replaced something? it, yeah. then we can bag him. I would honestly be okay with a Versus with a 21 inch front wheel. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, the versus the mo- the hey, powertrain of the versus is very satisfying. Oh yeah, have you it's seen? Too heavy, but. Um, there's a guy. He's like mudslinger or something, whatever. But he has, he's he's the king of. He takes the versus chassis, yeah. and he takes the six three six motor or something. Yeah. Puts that in the chassis, but then dirt bikes it, whatever. And he has like two hundred thousand miles on these yeah. bikes. It's the bike that Kawasaki should have made. Well, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's. It's pretty cool. I'm very, I'm very satisfied with the Versus platform, and, and driving a KLR for three or four days will remind you how good the Versus platform is. <laughs> but, but there is something about the KLR being a KLR. I mean, there is, there is something. Well, there's only one thing missing from it: fuel injection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And a, and a rifle rack. Exactly. Yeah. But one of them you can get in the accessories catalog. The other one you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and if it had fuel injection, it would be. They wouldn't be discontinuing it. That, that's, that's the thing. Because they're not they're not abiding by the Suzuki principle of carburetors. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is they have environmental regulations that they need to meet, and yeah. that's the reason why they're discontinuing it. Oh my right. god. It is. <laughs> that's how sour those sour patch cat kids are. That you have to use. How do you mm-hmm. eat them with yep. your hands? <laughs> <laughs> No, those things are sour. They'll take all the skin right off the end of your fingertips. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's it, it is a tough one for me because I do, deep down inside, I am definitely a KLR guy. Yeah. I think everyone is. Oh, really? Who's, well, who's, I mean, KLRs are like the Honda 50s of motorcycles. I mean, who? who oh, yeah, that? it is. It does have that kind of lifespan. It does yeah. have, like, short of, seriously, short of a Honda Cub. What other, like, what bike other than the KLR? Like, what has been around that fucking long? I don't think many people are disappointed to see one. Nobody's ever given, hey, we'll take this KLR, and you're going to be like, oh. Right. You know. It's not a Katana. No. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. The only only KLRs that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit were, like, in the... The 90s, they the had those, like, Barbie pink ones. Nostalgically, they're kind of cool. You know Hofford has one. Have you seen they're him? Cool, yeah. They're cool again now, but they weren't, like, at no. the time, it was like, yeah, His could be at Barber. It's that fucking beautiful. It's yeah. that wow. unfaded. You know, it's he got ridiculous. that. He called, like, an hour before I did. That's why he has that. <laughs> that fucking thing. Seriously. The fact that that didn't come with a Barbie dream. Did like, he ever? Did he buy that at the Barbie dream did house? Did he ever chase down? So that guy had two. 
Oh, really? One was not there and one was there. Okay. And so and he bought the one that was all pro- pressed. Yeah. There. And then the other one was somewhere else. So we don't know where the other one is still. Well, it's kind of, it might, he, yeah. you know, he's going to bring it, but. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if I did happen to have the right line on the right KLR at the right price, green spray paint is like $2 a can. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I could make that bike look fucking good in mm-hmm. about an hour. But in if next condition, you can't mess with it, man. It's just it's it, yeah. even no, in the hideous. Mm-hmm. It's so hideous, it's pretty now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it stood out when yeah. you saw that sucker. Like it popped up on a Tuesday on Craigslist at yeah. like 10 a.m. and I was at work working hard. <laughs> Speaking of Craigslist, this morning there's a Moto Campo. Yeah, there was. You see that? Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know what? Tomorrow there'll still be a Moto Campo. Mm. At four grand, you're probably <laughs> at right. At four thousand yeah. dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, that guy is gonna have to suck a mile a dick to, <laughs> to sell a Moto Campo for four grand. And I am a fucking fetishist too. Yeah. Like I am seriously like, I will buy a Moto Campo and then in six months I'll have the Honda City to put it in the back of. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know where to get those cars. Nice. Mm-hmm. But I could get us I, I looked just because I thought it was hilarious that I saw the Moto Campo listed. There's a guy in California who occasionally ships in Moto Campos. And I don't know how he does it, but he brings them in from Japan in the cardboard boxes. Wow. wow. In the shipping containers. Like, in the box. Mm. And they got zero miles on them. They're brand new, freshy fresh. They're like six grand, right? Mm. Yep. But then nobody's ever sat on it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever run it. Mm. And for somebody who... But I looked, and I can buy a Honda City. You know, with five-speed and a turbo and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. A car... What can carry at least one Moto Campo for about $2,600? So, <laughs> what kind of fucking asshole am I that's going to buy a Moto Campo for $4,000? You know? A couple times I've seen on eBay somebody selling a turbo Honda City with the Moto Campo. With the Moto Campo. I, I don't remember how right. much, though. Yeah. Um, but. The guy in Mentor has a really nice black Honda City mm-hmm. with the turbo, and it's, it's very nicely set up. And he shows up to most of the car shows, and he makes it very clear that for $4,500, he'll sell you that car. Yeah. And I think that the whole world has been like, okay, that's good to know. If I ever need that car, it's $4,500. I, <laughs> I love but, the guy that I would bump into out there with the all-electric Fiero that he yes, built himself. The full-electric oh, Fiero, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's the only one that... It's the only one that will catch on fire faster than the six cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, depending on the batteries. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, on fuego. Since I was a little late, did you guys talk about the Triumph Scrambler yet? Nope, we did not. Do you mean the Scram- Trambler, Scrambler Elephant Edition? Well, I, I just. The Kajiva <laughs> Elephant, done by Triumph? Well, I, all I saw was the one that looked exactly like your bike that you set up. Yes. I was like, that's why I sent a text, and I was like, did Triumph send a spy? Did you in see last a picture year? of a. Did you see a picture of a British person next to it? No. No, you didn't. Do you know why? No. It's a 1200. Oh, it's oh, huge. Wow. Yeah. It's a 1200. Yeah. You have to have a ladder? Nothing, <laughs> says, nothing says scrambling like a but 1200. But it looks like... I mean, <laughs> it looks like... Why, well, I think the, I'll go off-road the, now. The, the, the goozy you set up down to the yeah, exhaust yeah. No, it's, and it's, everything. It's ridiculous. But like, then again... I was building the bike. When I set the Gootsy up, I didn't invent the look of that bike. No, right. No, you know. But you haven't seen one in a imitation while. Imitation is just kind of, yeah. I haven't seen one like that in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that new Triumph, in all of its glory, I was like, I'm sorry, did it really just, did I just read that right? Is it a, 
1200 cc scrambler and and i i couldn't i i had to i was taken aback i had to i had to go back and research everything else it is the 2019 triumph scrambler 1200 xc mm-hmm. because because yeah apparently they're going to race it in dakar is that, that what this was <laughs> seriously well that's really you know what and have. and as what i can tell you about anything including rich assholes and bmws mm-hmm. <laughs> hey charlie charlie newen uh, <laughs> if you've got a good enough support crew, right, you yeah. can get anything yeah. anywhere. I was going to say, is the van that we had on the gentleman's ride going to follow him the whole <laughs> way? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, right. I mean, Dustin and I navigated a five hundred dollar van across America. Mm-hmm. No chase crew, mm-hmm. no chase team, right? Nothing. And it wasn't like we did it and we didn't have to change. Well, <laughs> no we, air conditioning. No air conditioning. <laughs> swamp cooler, whatever. But the point is, like, <laughs> we had to build the brakes on the side of the road. Like, we had to do stuff. Yeah, yeah right. Things happened. And we didn't have a chase crew, and we had a $500 Ford Econoline. Right. Um, what I'm going to tell you about this 2019 1200cc scrambler, <laughs> and I love the way, now look, Cycle World Magazine is currently choking on a bag of dicks, because right now, <laughs> under their headline of 2019 Triumph Scrambler 1200XC and Scrambler 1200XE, first look. The tagline, the tagline to the article is, the real deal scrambler, question mark? You're going to open with the real deal scrambler as if that were an option. Let me see. It's 1,200 cc's. It weighs almost 600 pounds. The real deal scrambler, question mark. Mm -hmm. What the fuck, man? What the shit? It looks only. French fries are real good. (laughs) What the fuck, man? The real deal scrambler. No, it's a hippopotamus on ice skates. This is not a fucking real deal scrambler. It's a 1,200cc parallel twin that you're going to put knobbies on. Yamaha did the same thing with the SCXCR920 or whatever that fucking thing was. Go ride one of those down the street. Ride one to the bank and back and tell me how good it is. You can get those for 4500 bucks On terra firma, ride it from here to the bank. And when you get back... And your ass has completely inverted, and you have carpal tunnel spine. You're gonna be like, "This is not a fucking scrambler. This is barely a street bike because yeah. it's a bolt with knobby tires on it." Yeah. This is a 1200cc bobber, which is a extra fucked with Triumph Bonneville America with knobby tires on it. Even be even goddamn Moto Guzzi, who is historically late to the game. Every on everything, at least their adventure bike is going to have 850 cc's. Oh, See what they did? They went from 1200 in the Stelvio mm-hmm. down to 850. Do you know why? Because when shit falls over, you need to pick it up. Right. With yeah. a broken leg. With a broken leg. <laughs> exactly. If you can't pick it up with a broken leg, you shouldn't fucking ride it. Yeah. And it looks great, and well, it seems like it has a fat seat on it, so you can actually ride the thing for some distance. I'm pretty sure that a 1200 cc scrambler. Is the exact same thing as taking anything in the Harley Davidson catalog that has the letters X and the L in front of it <laughs> and putting knobbies on it. <laughs> because there are asshats that we know that do that shit and go out in the woods and play and drink moonshine and touch each other dicks and do whatever and ride around on Docking. fucking. They do, right? I know these guys. And they disappear with their lowbrow catalogs and they come back 
and they show up with knobbies on the back of their goddamn sportsters, and they're like, where you go? Well, we were in the woods behind Nelson's Ledges, and what did you do? Uh, we can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to turn in our patches, you know? And, Were they in the Fistatorium? Well, back <laughs> at least the, this place I go has a sign above the door to tell you you might end up with something in your butt. <laughs> These guys, you just think you're going out to ride motorcycles and have a few beers after you spoon the knobby on your sportster, see. and you come back and then you're the like, real spooning happens. Yeah. And you come back and you're like. Okay, I guess I'm a biker now. <laughs> yeah, he Work said he called me Little Spoon. Now I know why their saddles are all brown. Uh, yeah, uh, fuck that, man. No, I just don't understand the idea of the word scrambler. When we did our stupid scrambler, what's the first thing we did with our scrambler? We took all the weight off of it. Mm -hmm. oh. We made it light. We made it lighter. Like light, narrow, and good suspension are all things that should be on a scrambler. A twelve hundred, a twelve. 100cc parallel twin is not scrambling. Let's ask the test. The test. Can it do a wheelie in the grass? As far as I've I'm seen concerned, my Super Tenray do it in that personally. But, but what I'm saying is, if it can't do a wheelie in the grass, is it really a scramble? As far as I'm concerned, Honda perfected it in the 60s. Anything that yeah. deviates from that is... I think they may have jumped the proverbial shark when they came out with the SL350. Mm -hmm. I think that the SL350, because the CL350 was seriously a, a fucking, that was fantasy. That was just like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to be a scrambler. No, you're not going to be a scrambler. <laughs> the CL350, that's not a scrambler. And that's a Honda 350 that's light by any measure. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it, it had more potential than a 1200cc Triumph. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Right, yeah. And then the SL350, though, was like, well, we kind of fucked ourselves around on the whole CL thing. Let's actually make an SL, which is a frame that can actually go off-road and has some wheel travel and suspension. Mm -hmm. And we'll use the parallel twin. And then yeah. there was the XL, which was yeah. the single 350. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But all of these things have one thing in common, and that is that they were actually engineered so that you could get your front wheel over a fallen four-inch tree. Mm -hmm. right? So that the idea being that if one chooses to motor about in the woods... Tree carcasses may be abundant, right? You may be, you may encounter dead trees. Like that's part of what the woods are. Occasionally, that shit falls over, and if you're on your Sportster or your 1200cc Bonneville with a Knobby tire on it, I well, that's not the only wood that they're going to encounter. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey boy, hey boy, it's <laughs> quite a kind of motorcycle you got there. That one of them there tramps. Oh yeah, I like that's British. I hear they're foreign. Well, well, that's you're right. Okay, so yeah, that was a major squirrel moment. But clearly, you guys understand the way I feel about our Triumph Scramblers. I didn't. You guys, you guys all know I didn't like the Triumph Scrambler when it had 865 cc's. Yeah. You know, every one that we've had here at the shop, I've taken it out and enthusiastically tried to have fun with it. And at the end of the day, I can't seem to have much fun with it. At the end of the day, it's a Bonneville with the wrong tires and a high pipe. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and know, handlebars. That's basically, <laughs> in a nutshell, yeah. what it is. That you can't put anybody on the back seat without burning themselves. <clears throat> right. Right. And that the rear luggage rack, which is metal, is hooked to a plastic pan, yeah. which goes where the passenger pad should be. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Maximum weight capacity. You've already exceeded it. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, it's a rack. No, 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 no. It's not a rack. 
It's a trim piece. <laughs> no, no, it's where the back seat's supposed to be. Well, can I put a person on it? No, 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 not at all. Why can't you put a person back there? Well, does the person have legs? <laughs> well, yes. Does the person have two legs? Well, yes. Oh, okay. Do they have one leg? Well, they have one leg. Is it the right leg? <laughs> well, it happens to be the right leg. No, no they can't no, on the back no, of this no, motorcycle. No, no, no. If they have a left leg but no right leg, then yes, they can ride this motorcycle. But otherwise, you're just going to burn the shit out of that. And we know. We've tried. I mean, it, it's not fun. So, And plus your own leg. Triumph managed to engineer the pipe so that when you put your human leg down to stop, <laughs> as you have to. The rider. The rider. The operator. As okay. opposed to your non-human. <laughs> right. Well, I have a 34-inch inseam. So, like, I do understand people are shorter than me yeah. that still buy Triumphs, right? And, like, nobody said you must be at least this tall with jog a dog with his hand out. Saying how tall you have to be to ride the ride. And I put my foot down on a triumph in wet grass and burned the shit out of the inside of my leg. Because all scramblers have to have pipes that go right next to your, uh, what's, what's that one right? The carotid artery? Yeah. Yeah, that's where they go. Yeah, right there. Femoral. Femoral artery. So yeah. yeah, crud is in your neck. Yeah, well, from yeah. well, if it's on the neck, you're, you're operating the bike incorrectly. <laughs> 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 or you have, a, some serious you have a George Cannonball Baker thing going on there. Really. <laughs> you're just looking for the oil fill because it's conveniently right behind you. Didn't the notice the that, right? Pipes. Oh, I you know can't. The fucking what the fuck is with that? I dare you to check the oil on your Triumph Scrambler when it's hot. I bet I triple dog dare you because unless you have asbestos. Like cow impregnating gloves on. You are not going to get that shit. Yeah. Fucking oh yeah, seriously. You're like, oh, can you check my oil for me? Not today. <laughs> Why not today? The bike's gonna have to be much cooler. Because I can't check your oil until that bike gets to a cooler temperature. Because that catalytic converter is right fucking there. Mm -hmm. it keeps everything so hot. I digress. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you don't have a, an opinion on I that. Don't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Seven coffees today. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Me too. So, what's your plan for the BMW? Are you going to go with it? I think I'm still gonna debating. To, I think I'm going to have to go with it because I can get more zeros. That's true. I can make a phone you call and get more zeros. zeros. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make that one go away. Yeah. And zero is given ridiculous deals right now. Like, if you want to get like a zero for as little to no money as you can, they're giving between a thousand and two thousand dollars off just for you're agreeing to take an older one. Like I'm sorry, older. 2018. It's the only brand I know of that it's October right now, at the end of October, and they're fucking out of eighteens. Like you're gonna have to wait for a nineteen to show up. Jeez. Yeah. And everyone else is like <laughs> Boy, that, I guess that's why they give them such good deals on the eighteens. Well they want to clear shit up. They do not they do you not said they were out of them. They don't want to compete with their own bikes. No, the warehouse is done. It's just what asshole dealers have left over. Oh, okay. So they're just trying to get rid of the stock of you know hillbilly dealers or people that didn't sell as many bikes as they thought they would in order to <clears> too many. But their thing is like they want to make sure that when the 19s drop, which is happening right now, that there's no confusion in the showrooms about like well, but you know a 19 and versus an 18. It's right. a if you ever worked in a shop, it's well, a big gee, pain in the ass. That's about the Another, opposite of somebody we know. I know, right? Some, some company Another, we know. Yeah. Another yeah. plus to this BMW, um, you know, like you're known for importing cars and stuff. You're known for your yeah. shop. 
But this might get you on another radar of guys. Seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. These guys, there's guys who are going to be looking for that bike, and a lot of these guys have money, whatever. And if they know that you have the oddball bike come through, oh, that's the high yeah. end bike. Oh, that's yeah. not a bad radar to be on. I'd like know? to know what a Rolex looks like <laughs> up close. That'd be cool. <laughs> you could just ask the customer what time it is. That's it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah. That that is a Rolex crowd. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a Rolex crowd bike right there. That's that's not something we're used to dealing with. Yeah, you that's, that's the way we roll. <laughs> you could be on the radar of everybody that wants to talk about that bike forever. Yeah. <sighs> and once you treat Chauncey right, he tells all his brethren. I did sell off. I'm sure you guys noticed, but I did sell off the K1200s that we had in here, uh-huh. the, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. Varian Busa. Yeah. So that did go away. Uh, I did have somebody offer me uh, two Moto Guzzi's in trade for our Interceptor mm. with zero miles on it, with our, our 2010 zero-mile Interceptor. He offered me two, uh, one lightly loved Bravis 750, lightly loved, meaning it only had 83,000 miles on it. Hmm. and uh, 83,000. Yeah. It's broken in. It's Moto Guzzi. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one was a 2013 or 14 V7 Special that had like, you know, 4,000 miles on it. Nothing special. Nothing special about a special. (laughs) 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 Nothing super about a super and nothing special about a special. uh, That's the way it's always been. But he was like, I'll trade you these two bikes for that Interceptor. And I went, well, see, the problem is I like the Interceptor. And uh, <laughs> nothing interceptor about an interceptor. And I don't have to make any apologies for an interceptor. They are exactly what they advertise themselves to be. Does it still have zero miles, or it did does. you ride it? Okay, it does still have zero miles, oh. and that's going to fucking change. If it doesn't snow soon, that's yeah. going to change because I'm having some serious problems with that, <laughs> especially since the K1200s left. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the last of the motorcycles in my shop that is obscenely almost ludicrously overpowered. Yeah. And, you know, the the K1200S was like BMW's fuck you to the world of, you know, bad haircuts and going <laughs> plastic. Uh, the BMW did everything that the Hayabusa did except it did it in a streamlined gray Teutonic Audi paint job. With bags. With bags, yes. Yeah. With removable, expandable bags. Yeah, go figure. Very distinguished of them. And a button that you could press that would indicate whether yourself or yourself and a passenger would like to be touring, comforting, or sporting. <laughs> it did everything except weigh you when you got on the bike and be like, be like, okay, no, I want to go solo sport. No, 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 no. You can only go two operator yeah. sports. No, no, I want to go solo sport. No. No fan no. ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it just lied. It knew. It, it changed. Yeah, yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, it, it, it might. Yeah. It might. Yeah. That's exactly it. It had seat sensors to say, okay, I can't tell this guy the truth. Right. Exactly. We're just going to. Yeah. Sure, buddy. Single. We're good. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You can't have any more suspension. <laughs> You've received all the suspension I can give you. <laughs> Your yep. suspension upgrade is an in-app purchase. <laughs> that is God. it. That is all there is. So yeah, that's the. That'd be a that. zero thing. Oh, I want more horsepower. I gotta buy that. I gotta buy that. <laughs> Damn it! Gotta, fucking ludicrous uh, mode. Not on Wi-Fi. They got an Fuck. app for that. Oh, God. I'd like to go on ludicrous <laughs> mode, but I don't have no Wi-Fi. <laughs> at least, at least the zeros aren't like like drones, where like if you if you don't pay attention one night, and it decides it wants to update. You can't oh. fly. 
Oh, what? Imagine going to your motorcycle and you're like, oh, need an update. Please add Wi-Fi. Fuck! It is. The zeros, the, zeros don't, the zeros don't do that. What the zeros do is you'll, you'll, you'll log into the bike. First of all, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. You had me at log into the bike. Uh, Dustin's like, you, you, you put your log into the bike. You do yeah, no, log into the, log the bike. Into the bike. Right. I went from riding a 1964 fucking Lambroken to talking about logging, logging into, into a bike. The first you turn on your Bluetooth, and then your smartphone talks to your bike via Bluetooth. Well, it'll tell you that there's uh, updates, firmware updates available. But it doesn't and shut that the is, thing down. No, it doesn't. Right, but it, the problem is, if you do decide that you want to have the firmware update, right. there's one firmware update we're dealing with right now that on a, on a somewhat slow connection can take like 20 minutes. 25 minutes uh, to a firmware update. So don't update. do it if you have somewhere to go. Exactly, <laughs> right. Now, you can punch out of it. You can just shut everything off, like unplug it and just be like, fuck you, we'll do it later. <laughs> you know? But it doesn't lock you out until it gets the update. It's not like an Apple iPhone or something. Yeah. Oh, man, when I talk to some people about the zeros, about how you can log in with your phone mm-hmm. and control every parameter of the motorcycle, oh, it's yeah. like drool it's just starts. Cool. Oh, yeah. It is kind of face. fun. They're like, what? Well, we talked about this year at the International Motorcycle Shows, zero is going to have a booth. And zero, and this is really smart because it's a good environment. And they are going to do something no other brand has ever been able to do, and that is do indoor test rides. (laughs) So they're going to do indoor demo rides at the uh, International Motorcycle Show. So there's like eight eight IMS shows this year, and you'll be able to go and (laughs) sign up and take a demo ride indoors. Insert crashing sound effects here. Well, and that's my question is, I was like, well, a zero in eco mode, I've seen it screw customers into the ground. Like, I have seen people truly fuck up in eco mode. Because on some of the bikes, eco mode is still a little heavy-handed. Well, fortunately, Uh, they don't have polished cement floors, so that won't be a problem. I know, right? They've installed that that high-grip surface in there, right? They're going to put a... Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper surface treatment. Every Zero is going to have a Dr. Pepper dispenser built right into it. A Scott Oiler. A Scott Oiler in front of the bike. Put Dr. Pepper down. Just laying her down, baby. But no, I think that's where the custom mode is going to come in really handy is because they're going to have to set up a custom mode yeah. that works on polished concrete. Again, oh, demo like you said, you log in on yeah. your phone, sure. you put yeah. in yeah. polished concrete <laughs> surface, you know. It's an update. Dude. Mapping. It's going to take a while. Well, you hold your phone, you turn the camera on your phone, you aim it at the floor surface, and then it automatically adjusts <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the ramp for jam. Yeah. For ramp. That would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. You mount your for, your phone in the ram mount, yeah. and as you're driving, it senses the terrain in front of you and adjusts yeah. the traction accordingly. Yeah. Now, like, they're, they're letting us put an urgent care right next to their, uh, <laughs> <laughs> their, their booth. Um, <laughs> you can fractures. An, ur- an urgent care kiosk. <laughs> when I was advised that Zero would be doing this traveling roadshow, I said, not with my bikes, you don't. Uh, <laughs> because even when we were at AMA Vintage Days and we gave you know 400 people test rides, my bike still got fucked. You know, okay. with all of AMA, like with all of Mid Ohio Racetrack, with, with literally. Thousands of acres to make bad decisions in. People fucked my bikes over like 83 feet from me. So never underestimate the ability of a hillbilly to break something cool. Uh, Ride it like a rented pony. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Guy gets on a bike and he's like, 
you know, I said, you do understand that this is the throttle and that's the, let's go! And like, that's all I heard. Because the bike's silent. <laughs> it's not a clutch! Oh, no, I mean, like, the point of impact was only about 112 feet away. Because he was going towards a population of people. Like, he was going into a scrum of, like, people, like, circling around a bike they wanted to look at. And he just entered that group with extreme ferocity. And he grabbed all the things that make the bike stop, and the bike did exactly what it's supposed to do. It laid down on the ground and showed us its belly. <laughs> I yield. That was it. And he fell and tumbled for a while. Did you have to put him out of his misery? Oh, I wanted to. I, I, wanted, I wanted to go over there and be like, you, you bought a zero. You have lost, you've lost your mid-Ohio privileges. Luck would have it, this was not one of my zeros. Oh, okay. It was one of one of the other dealer's zeros. Oh, very nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was somebody else's zero. Mine got screwed in the ground once or twice too, so I don't. Uh, I don't. Yes, you do. Generally, <laughs> volunteer my shit up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going. I'm going to be a little more careful. That's why I said, if you want to do it, that's great. I'll work your booth for you and everything else. But if we're going to put people who are not familiar with riding electric motorcycles on electric motorcycles, we better have a. Amusement park type training wheels and training wheels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were like twelve zeros in a circle. They're attached, <laughs> right? They're attached yeah. to a tether. Yeah. Yeah. Have your smartphone in hand, yeah. so you can just like push the kill button. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wheelie stopper. Yeah. Put him in a wall of death, but make the wall of death really big. Yeah. yeah. Guy Martin showed it could be done. Okay. Yeah. Just, just, just look straight ahead and wick it. What's the big hamster ball? <laughs> Zero demo area. <laughs> I just think it would look like one of those like monster truck show in arenas in there where you just everything's nerf. You know, you can hit anything you want. It's just like go ahead, have fun. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, that's. I mean, I think it's a really good idea for Zero to do that because until you've actually ridden one, and it is a bullshit thing, riding it inside on polished concrete is not going to give you anywhere near experience but it will give you the 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 bragging rights of being able to be like do you know whose motorcycles can be ridden in this building zero yeah exactly Mm -hmm. right and that's pretty cool yeah i just checked and uh alta motors is not yet back in business so uh Mm -hmm. fuck you harley yeah Mm -hmm. just made sure want to make sure it wasn't some like weird rumor thing but it's true uh yeah alta motors as a result of getting in bed with harley davidson now has Terminal clappa herpetitis, uh, and is now no longer. It's got a bad case of they the are, HDs. It's got a bad case yeah. of the HDs. Yeah, as you said, they are looking for to either sell the intellectual property, mm-hmm. get another person to take it over, mm-hmm. or what they're hoping is that to some, find a newer, less abusive husband. Yes. <laughs> no, but they're also they're, for their employees because their employees are pretty much like what. Yeah, they're, they're what? Yeah, I mean, because so, three months ago they were gainfully employed and had stock. Well, apparently <laughs> there's two or three other companies that are, are talking to them right now, and they'd like to just move them in and set up production with the current employees. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that's just you know that would be fantastic. That was an article, and yeah. they said that, and it might not even be motorcycles. It's it's an electric. Some type of vehicle, yeah. But since the factory set up to produce it, they can just move them in, readjust the tooling, and boom, they're producing something. It could be Bramo and Alta and everybody else, like those uh, those Lehman Trike people Mm -hmm. and Buell. They can all get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could all hang out. It'd be like Leper Island. (laughs) Everybody Harley fucked over. All in one, all in one cul-de-sac. 
I mean, they all can Scion and Saturn. They can all have like a big. They all got the same Harley Davidson brand on their hip, like cab <laughs> that escaped from the ranch. <laughs> you, you mentioned trikes. This is just off topic, but <laughs> the really old ones have AMF. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, those died years ago. Do, do all the things that make these these like snowmobiles on wheels, like the spiders, yeah. all that? Do people ride these in the winter? Do they have snow tires? Like this, we a buddy of mine. We were talking, and it came up, and it's like I wrote an MP3. I, I sure in the as hell would. I wrote an MP3 <laughs> in the winter one time. Yeah, and let me tell you, that is the wrong combination of all Oof. the things. Because oh. one, the rear tire goes on virgin snow. Mm-hmm. The front two tires go on virgin snow. Yeah. So packing down virgin snow is no fun, but getting traction on virgin snow is also no fun. Oh, and then. It's a bike that doesn't have any vertical stability, so it, it, so it doesn't. You got a high center mm-hmm. of gravity. So it is a very high center of gravity. It's a heavy bike. So what tends to happen is the back wheel just starts spinning fruitlessly, <laughs> or fruitfully, depending on where you're from, and then the fronts kind of just don't have anything to go with. Mm-hmm. So you like correct a little to the left, and the bike leans to the left, but you're not going forward. You collect to the right, and the bike goes right, and you're not going forward. And it makes spectacular. Yes, you put your feet down and try to push the fucker <laughs> just to get it going. And then you discover that if the road truly is snow-covered, this is the awesomest thing ever, because the road is crowned. And you will drift. And you will not be able to fight it. And you will drift closer and closer and closer and closer to the curb until you get your speed down low enough where you actually get bite on the snow. And then you'll fight your way back up to the double yellow. And then go for it, and you'll drift further and further and further to the right as you deal with the crown of the road. I used to experience the same thing in the smart car. Because <laughs> the track was so yes. narrow. It's an offset track. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and it wouldn't sit in like the wallows that like yeah. an 18-wheeler made. No, you, know, you were always on for deep snow. You're like a different gauge. Yeah, <laughs> a different gauge. <laughs> <laughs> we know gauge. how well that worked. Yeah, you're exactly. literally narrow you're, gauge. You're very yeah. narrow gauge. It's, yeah. yeah. It was like we had the M1 tanks, and there was little. We still have the leftover M151 Jeeps, yeah. Vietnam era Jeeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had this M1 tank, which is 66 tons of fuck you earth, followed by a little tiny Jeep called a Mutt, mm-hmm. and the Jeep driver would have to decide which half of his vehicle he was going to put in the ditch, mm-hmm. but the rest of it just perpetually high centered. Yep. So it was you just couldn't get anywhere. You just, you just perpetually fucked. But so I'm taking that as a no. I don't think it's going to be the best idea. Um, but do they do Can Ams use like just regular car tires? Yeah, oh, yeah so I mean, mean so you can put snow tires. tires. They're yeah. low profile, fancy. Yeah, 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 put chains on them. Yeah. yeah, so the Can Am could feasibly like so if you have a Can Am, you're just it, it is rear wheel drive. It is a right. snowmobile, right? I mean, there's let's only not one ignore the wheel. fact that it actually yeah. is a snowmobile. Right. So it would be pretty darn easy to put a belt on. it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's got to be a belt for like a. If you retrofitted a Can-Am back to being a snowmobile. (laughs) That's the most hipster shit I've ever heard in my life. You you win at being a hipster if you retrofit that shit back to being a snowmobile. Oh, that's amazing. Just for the winter months. Is that your can of spider? No, man, it's back to being a BRP now. It's a BRP. (laughs) It's a bomber. It's it's Bombardier. Back to to being Bombardier. It's Bombardier. Bombardier. Yeah, yeah. Be French when you say that shit. (laughs) Bouble. Would anybody buy a 1974 Norton Commando 850? No. Interstate? How much? Uh, I don't know. I'm having having psychological problems with this. Because on the one hand, it is a Norton Commando, and and that is, you know, you know, look at me. You know, it'd give me an excuse to buy Tweed, I guess. Uh, but 
You know that's or an 850. Yeah, that's an 850 cc <laughs> parallel twin motorcycle that only can be kickstarted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yowch! Yeah, and yeah. it's British. Yeah, and you have to go to England in 1974 British. to buy your gas because yeah. everything mm-hmm. that else that we can buy today isn't right for it. Speaking of, when Chris and I were on our trip this week, we found somewhere in southern Ohio 90 octane. No ethanol gas. Yeah. Yeah. Did right you on, man. I did. It was four bucks a gallon. Drop a pin I, in it? I, I, I filled it up. Yeah. And by, by the time I got home, it was burned through. But I, I swear the bike ran better. Of cooler. course it did. It, and I said, God damn it, I wish I could fill up a 30-gallon drum. Right. And winterize all my bikes with this shit. Oh, uh, God, you know? yes. Point? Yeah, that would be the perfect thing to winterize your bike with. Yeah. It would seriously be. Mm-hmm. It would be so, worthwhile driving down there to fill up a 30 or 55 gallon drum. So what communist fucking <laughs> commune full of fucking like anti-establishment, weird, fuck the OPEC, like I hate BP, I think we were in Barnesville. screw daddy. I think we were in Barnesville, Ohio. Barnesville, huh? And uh, which is right there by like St. Clairsville, I think. Is it like the seat of libertarianism? I don't know. There was like a 1952 Chevy pickup truck sitting out front. Man. And these two guys came. It was an old pump. It wasn't digital. It had like the. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It did, yeah. It and filled was, up with gas and had to watch it come down. Oh, you were buying pump, Ethel, yeah. right? But I said, I don't give a fuck if it's $6 a gallon. Fill me up. You're Just, buying you know, it. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. Yeah, it tasted good, man. It really it did. It tasted good. <laughs> yeah. Your bike ran nice, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, that. I mean, that's the first time your bikes had a meal. I yeah, mean, like, exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. It yeah. didn't involve at least 15% corn. That's right. genius. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I man. forgot about that till just right now when you just said that. I mean, that's uh, that, to me, that is just... I just can't imagine that it can be so hard to get... The fuel that our bikes actually want to live on. And where did this guy get it from, too? I mean, he, has a, <laughs> he has an underground tank full, you know. Was there a DeLorean in the parking lot? Yeah. 3,000 <laughs> gallons of fuel underground or whatever. I don't know what he's got, but somebody had to bring it in a tank. Comes straight from up. Venezuela. Yeah, so. It eliminates all the entire. <laughs> it comes by burrow. <laughs> well, I wonder how old it is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I mean that's he's a thing. has got stabilizer in it. Well, if the thing is, if it's real gas, so you don't need stabilizer. That's true. Yep. That's yeah, the magic of it. It should be more stable um, already. They just, no, they didn't just. Five or six years ago, they found something like 50,000 gallons of gas in 55-gallon drums hiding under the ice in the Arctic. Left over, from World, left over from mm-hmm. World War II. And it's all completely serviceable. Hmm. You know why? It has one ingredient. Gas. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Still completely serviceable. It's gasoline, because that's what happens. When you don't fuck with the recipe, you can use it for a really long time. It's, it mm. is bad. I mean, that's, like I said, I'd rather quit than switch. You know, I'd rather mm-hmm. quit than fight. So that's why I'm selling off all the things that I have carb- that have carburetors on. This yeah. is slightly unrelated, but I went to a, well, I found a liquidation shop somewhere in Cleveland, and they have, like, a hundred bottles of lead additive for like fifty cents a piece. Right. So, yeah. and in case okay. anybody wants lead, and additive. what they are is it's just, it's not tetral head, it's not lead. Yeah, it's not ethyl. Mm-hmm. That that creates 
dumber children than we have right now. <laughs> you know, that's why they had to stop using it. It's a lead uh, substitute. It's a mm-hmm. lead substitute. Right, exactly. Wasn't it causing bald eagles to go sterile or something? Well, the funny thing was, way back in the day, it's a really fun thing. If you do want to look up the YouTube uh, conversation about it, look up one of the one of the great monsters of the world, one of the people that was killed by his own invention. Um, one of the guys who was killed by his own invention was the guy that invented and sold to the fuel industry the concept of using lead, because lead was patentable, so you could patent lead. Mm-hmm. So you could patent lead, which means you could sell it and you could make millions on it. Ethanol, or you know, corn, which did the same thing from an anti-knock standpoint that the lead did. The thing is, you couldn't so patent octane boosters. Yeah, you essentially. couldn't patent corn. Yeah. You couldn't patent ethanol. So you couldn't patent it. So the fuel like companies patenting moonshine. Well, the fuel companies went with the item you could patent because it would stand to make them a lot more fucking money, and they did. <laughs> And so what he did was he went out and he did a demonstration one time and he took a bottle of lead and he said, this stuff is safe. It's, it's fine. It's, it's safe. And he ran it over his hands. And he ran it over his hands and he put the container and he breathed the container. It was right in front of his mouth and he breathed the container for some people said, you know, up to like five minutes in this display. He died a year and a half later. <laughs> so not a big strike when this guy gets every known form of cancer. Darwinism. Yeah, exactly. So the man dies of lymphatic cancer, um, leukemia. He dies of leukemia Lead a, a year and a half later. Sounds right. to me like he died of stupidity. Well, this is the point. You know, he, he, he The fuel companies had to prove that this shit was safe. Mm-hmm. And who better to ask than the guy that just sold them 9 billion gallons of it? The guy that's about to die. Right. I'm sure he made money, though. Oh, no. He made an absolute <laughs> ridiculous fortune. And he's one of these guys that... There are various different people who were killed by their inventions, but I think it's in, like, the top five mm-hmm. of the people who were killed by their own inventions. That's kind of like when they were asking if the water in Flint was safe. And the <laughs> guy's like, it's perfectly safe. Would you drink a glass of it right Fuck now? No. no. Oh, I, I, <laughs> the, best, the best of that was the Monsanto guy in France. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, drinking he the was, Roundup or whatever? Yeah, they were like, oh, my God. So this guy's sitting there, and the, there's an interviewer, and the guy's sitting there, and he's like, he goes, it's 100% safe. He goes, so the guy's like, so if you drank a cup of it, he goes, do nothing. It's like it's like drinking vitamins, whatever. It's not going to do anything to you. He goes, I'm glad you said that, because I happen to have oh, a gallon right. of uh, Roundup right here. <laughs> He's like, would you drink a glass? He goes, no, I'm not stupid. I mean, this interview's over. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Didn't one of the guys that uh, was involved in the Segway died? Oh, yeah, Segway died. He fell yeah, off a cliff. Off a cliff. Yeah, on, on a Segway. Segway. <laughs> Segway. Yeah. Hate to say it, but that's, that's true. That's an interesting yeah. Segway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest nice things. Nice Segway. Back in the, <laughs> that was a nice Segway. <laughs> when I was in the RC industry, there was this guy that was very... Um, very boisterous. Like he was like the guy that owned uh, property in the Cayman Islands, mm. where nobody can own property except for the Cayman Island people. You know, he was that guy. He always lied, whatever. So somebody had a Segway at this huge RC festival, and he was like, "Oh, I've ridden them all the time." So he jumped on it. It flipped around and then beat him to death. He like <laughs> it flipped around and then it was it was just going bam 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 bam. It was like one of those drinking birds. And it was the only time in my whole career that I didn't have my damn camera running. Because oh. I would have blackmailed him to this day with that. Footage. Yeah, right. Oh, man. My wife and I were feeling my wife and I were feeling like irretrievably white one time. Like we were up at Port, like at Putin Bay or somewhere, and we were like. Wow, we should run segways and just totally 
fucking hate minorities i'm sure we did yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we rented segways and we uh we went around and it was cool and it was neat but then there were you know they get you in a group right because well, they mm-hmm. should share the embarrassment as much as possible because yeah. they can only get you know people to lead the ride like three times a day or whatever so you pay your money and you get on your segway and you know a segway is the thing like it's not like these bullshit little hover scooters thing that they have from china now that are designed to kill you a segway is meant to be safe <laughs> yeah. right and a Segway can basically compensate for just dumb people. But it turns out that a Segway on its own is really hard to fuck yourself over with. Like, because it's, it's got all the smarts wired into it. It's made by a guy who made a stand-up wheelchair that could, like, go upstairs and stuff. So the Segway is really, they worked hard to make it safe. Until you add another Segway to it. <laughs> it turns out if you have an idiot on a Segway and another idiot on another Segway, they're like those magnetic Scotty dogs that they will just <laughs> nose into each other. And once they nose into each other, oh. once a Segway has another Segway to rub against, they will fuck you all day long. And like they'll fuck you over until, well, like seven and a half hours. Yeah. Because they have tremendous battery length. Mm. And we watched these two hillbillies. No. People. No. Property owners. Tourists. Just go left wheel to left wheel against each other in ever-increasing circles. And they were just like... I saw at one point he was reached over and he was grabbed her handlebars. Like, as though that would stop it. And the thing with a Segway is, like, it doesn't have a throttle. The more you lean, the more you throttle. Right, the more you lean, the faster it goes. And there's just a little dumb joystick thing on the other side to make it do harder left or harder right. But if either one of them would have fallen off the game would have been over. But they both held on for dear life. And at one point I looked over and they were holding on to each other with one hand and holding on to their respective segues with the other. And we backed our shit up, like gave them like a 15-foot ring to just ride it out. They never rode it out. Like, they got... They got deep in it, and it was fun watching. They discovered the, perpetual. Well, the fourteen-year-old kid that ran the rental agency, he got involved, <laughs> and he did he did a heroic dismount. He jumped off at of his Segway, Segway, and at some point ran in and grabbed and pulled the key out of one of the two. <laughs> and he pulled the key out of one of the two, and it did its job. It stopped dead. And when it stopped dead, the big fat guy fell off, and <laughs> his skinny little angry wife just kept circling him. Because she was caught in the groove. And she circled him like three or four more times, and eventually he got the key pulled out of hers. Caught in the gravity well. (laughs) I'm almost positive they got divorced that day. I'm like, I don't know how many kids they had. That glue was not strong enough. Those two segues, they will fuck you over. Yeah, 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 they will fuck you over. The worst thing about a Segway is it weighs about 60, 70 pounds. So it's all great. And you realize why all the Americans with Disabilities Act shit is important when you have a Segway. Because it's like, if you are handicapped or affluent, you need that shit. And if you're that asshole with the Segway or a hover thing or whatever, yeah, you need all the ramps and stuff. But try to pick your Segway up and put it in your car. Or try to carry it up a flight of stairs. It's fucking bullshit, man. Like that is not the that is not the movement of the future. Mm. 
Yeah, that is not it. Speaking of segue, I gotta segue myself out of here. Yeah, get out of here, Dustin. She's gonna be coming back from band soon. (laughs) We're two hours anyway, so we're probably gonna wrap it up. Anybody got anything else fun? Oh, nothing. I'll stay for the closing. Yeah, all right. I think that that's cool. I think on that we should just remember to. Fucking ride fast and take chances. Hit the fucking, press the fucking button.